You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. Live, live from the Toad Hop Network studios in Hollywood. This, this is the ToadHopNetwork.com, the best in the world. Radio worth watching. Radio worth watching. It's the Craig Shoemaker Show with Craig Shoemaker, Sarah Sweet, and Joel Geist. Adam Carolla's now walking in. See, Thomas Howell was here. And we're here with Chris Harrison, the host of Bachelor Bachelorette. Hey, kids, stick around. we got a great show coming up for you. Chris Harrison's here today. <laughs> Kevin Crona is with us from Mario Speedwagon. We have Brian Phelps is here. And we also have Jill Whelan. Tom Bergeron is our special guest. Coming up with Ed Begley Jr. <laughs> Dr. Drew hey. came in early. I love it. You're in here at the right time. Alonzo Bowden is our special guest. Rondell Sheridan. That's Grant Shaw, by the way. This is a wonderful life. You're laughing it off with the Craig Shoemaker Show. Don't forget to visit our website, craigshoemakershow.com. Well, guess what? It's not the Craig Shoemaker Show today. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Uh, this is Kelly Carlin. Uh, Craig called me yesterday because he's being all fancy pants. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. You he's over hanging out with, you know, the fancy famous people. I'm Parks and Rec. He got a job. He got, he got a job. I know. He's playing a, a tea party a bag douche thinking <laughs> douche bag. <laughs> exactly. Something like that. He looks but I have to say he did he did send us a picture and he looks very cute in his outfit. He totally looks douchey. He does. Okay. All right. He looks cute douchey. Super cute. Kind of cute. Yes, yeah, so he's all fancy hanging out with Amy Poehler today and mm-hmm. Rob Lowe and Rashida Jones. And supposedly he's gonna call in and uh, and talk no to doubt. us, but until then, um, probably just did. Yeah, you know it. what? Yeah, I totally. By the way, yeah, <laughs> Craig, if you're listening, uh, someone already was calling, and I'm like, no, I'm not codependent like Craig. Not listen, not talking yet. We've got some things to do at the top of the hour here. We need to talk about first. That's right. But let me tell you, whoever calls now, I swear I will pick up. I I will do that. I will honor Craig's need to be there for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> So, hi, my name is Kelly Carlin, and uh, I guess uh, a couple things I'm known for, uh, especially in this room in particular, I'm known for being Craig's former therapist. Yeah, (laughs) that's true. Spill the dirt. And uh, also known for officiating his wedding Mm -hmm. uh, to his lovely wife, Mika. And uh, also known for uh, being in the comedy world. Uh, Do I have have my own stuff I do? And yes, okay, I'll say it. My dad was that guy. (laughs) Who was he? Carlin. That George. Carlin. Yeah, it was Steve Carlin? Uh, Steve. Peter Carlin? No. Bobby? Bobby? No, not Bobby. No, No, not Bobby. (laughs) Hold on, I'll get it in a second here. Hold on. Yeah, I'm the uh, spawn of Mr. George Carlin. (laughs) And uh, so I'm, but I'm honored to be here. I'm honored Craig asked me to come in and and hang with you guys here in the Toad Hop. You were one of our first guests ever on this show. (gasps) That's right. That's right. When you guys were in another space, Mm -hmm. in in that weird space in the valley where I don't understand that whole Upstairs, old st- upstairs, three stories, opera house, comedy club, uh, but uh, yeah, and that uh, I and I love the show because you know you guys do what I do, which is you get funny and you have fun, and then you can also go and we can discuss uh, serious mental illness if need be. <laughs> <laughs> it comes up because you know I know between the four of us in this room, there's some serious mental oh, illness yeah. going on. <laughs> 
Wait. Uh, so feel free to call in if you want. Uh, we're at 323 622 8623. But uh, before that, uh, Sarah and I were kind of thinking about some things that have been going on here in the world the last uh, week or so and uh yes you know i mean everything you know it's a wide array i mean as usual the world is a wide array but uh, yeah we kind of have catholic topics we have today. some <laughs> catholic topics were you catholic no thankfully dad was born and raised that and decided not to do anything with me which was nice and you yeah, no no my again my parents were too but no they kind of they broke free and moved out uh moved west and became hippies. See, yeah, yeah. okay, it's very similar. Yeah. Yes, yes, we had Ram Dass be here now in the, yes. in, in the living room, right? Ram Dass just kissed my mom on the mouth a couple weeks ago. <gasps> what? A couple what? times. Yeah, she was in Maui doing one of those, like, I'm know, so jealous. Yeah, and he was like, come here, and he, and he just <sighs> kissed her on the mouth. Oh, I want to kiss on the mouth for Ram Dass. <laughs> <laughs> so awesome. I don't know who Ram Dass is. Oh, you don't yeah. know who Ram Dass is? So he was this like straight Harvard professor, Jewish guy, of course, Jewish uh-huh. American, very, you know, uh, uh, studying psychology and, um, and then started hanging out with Timothy Leary at Harvard because they were doing experiments with LSD. LSD. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and wow. then before you knew it, Sounds he like went to India. Mm-hmm. And met a guru mm-hmm. and became Ram Das yeah. and came back, dropped out of Harvard. Well, actually got kicked out of Harvard, came mm-hmm. back and started lecturing at Harvard, like sitting on the desks in the full lotus with his robes on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he was one of the first people to bring Eastern Hindu religion to the West. Wow. And he's a fascinating, fabulous human being. Truly. And then he had a stroke later on in life. He did about right? five or six, seven years ago. Yeah, he yeah. had a stroke. Yeah. And he, There's a great documentary on it. Fierce Grace. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, yeah. it is. It really is really interesting because you think that you kind of come to a he came to an enlightened place and then he got hit with this, you know, and lost movement and couldn't you know get around and had to go through to a whole nother yep level. I Talk about acceptance. Yeah, acceptance. Big time. Mm-hmm. Like suddenly, oh, my body's not working, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm angry about it, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Ram Dawson and not supposed to be angry about anything. <laughs> I think he's fascinating. Yeah, I totally, I totally agree. So, God, your mom got kissed by. Her. Yeah, so the Catholic thing. I was, I was not raised Catholic. Oh, someone's calling in. I, th- I think we should, I think we should talk to them. Let's see who's here. Who this be? Hello, you're on with Kelly and Sarah and Ileana. Who's this? Hey, Sister hey. Carol, it's Rick. Oh, it's Rick Overton. That's great. Did you think? I did too for a second. Hey, hey, brother Rick, how are you today? Hi. I'm doing fine on this sunny but chilly day. My nipples are pointing the way to the future. <laughs> <laughs> that mean that must mean That's the like, stock market is up. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I have I have bull nipples. <laughs> Your nipples are bullish. Excellent. I love that. <laughs> As my scrotum retracts and nipples lean <laughs> into the sunlight. <laughs> so nice of you to call in. We were just going to talk a little bit about the uh, the Vatican stuff, mm-hmm. and the Cardinals are all meeting this week. Um, you know, what do you, what do you, what do you, what's your take on all this stuff? Well, speaking of testicles retracting. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Are they going to pick a new pope, or they're just blowing white smoke up my ass? You know, smoke. You know what? You know what I'm picturing? The the cardinals all meet together, and I'm picturing them doing like drinking games, and then like trust fall exercises. (laughs) (laughs) 
You know, it's kind of like a yeah. leadership retreat, but it's kind of, you know, also like a party. <laughs> I'd love to see the Cardinals doing a trust fall <laughs> exercise. Cardinal Mahoney doing a trust fall. Catch me. <laughs> yeah, well, it, he's such a puppet, he should be Car Cardinal Jerry Mahoney. <laughs> uh. For you young kids, look that up on the Google. <laughs> I'm not oh, sure yeah. what that means. That's, that's the other reason a guy puts his hand up the back of someone else. Oh, uh, nice. Yeah, which is perfect nice. there. But, uh, Speaking yeah, of rim I, shots. I would say right now they're in a huge mess. They're, they're hemorrhaging. Yeah. They're yeah. losing people like uh, a bag of sand with ten holes and then there's nothing they can do about it. They're trying to think, what's the guy that'll make the new people happy and not lose the old crowd? Yes, right. yeah, the kind of the bridge between the old school and the and the, the old gangsters and the new gangsters, I guess. <laughs> yeah, That's it, yeah. They don't want to lose the old customers, but they know they're not getting new ones. So who's, who's, who's today's? You haven't seen today's hip new folks. <laughs> yeah, maybe they'll new sport up his outfit folk, or something. You know? you know, give him a new hat. Give yep. him a sporty new hat. Yeah, That'll... jogging. <laughs> he's, an, he's a young man. He's bringing a new energy to the papacy. He's, you know, he's out there jogging with his special jogging pope hat. Yeah, <laughs> big, big plexiglass thing. He has to roll along the ground while he's jogging. It's just a little awkward. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a workout, I'll tell you, up the hill. <laughs> yes, it is a workout up the hill. Oh, my <laughs> Lord, yeah. Oh, my Oh my Lord, there, there it is, right there. Yeah, see? See? That's how, that's how it works. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, Before I know it, I'm going it's to... It's, Catholicism was the first religion to show you your hero already dead up in the back of the room when you walk in. <laughs> Yes, that is true. It is. It is. It is interesting, though. I mean, you know, I think about that. You know, your hero is the guy who's suffering on a, two pieces of wood. It's a little depressing. Yeah, it definitely is shocking. You know, it, 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 just, <laughs> yeah. it puts a fear in you. And usually, <laughs> definitely. For our, fear based religion. They usually, I'm sorry. The army recruiting, they usually show a guy. Uh, uh, you know, like smiling, saluting, marching forward. You know, and here's what's your future. Bang, dead on a stick. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, uh, very much the speech your dad gave in uh, uh, Dogma. Yes. <laughs> the Catholicism yes. wow speech. Yes. You definitely no. say they're like a glass half empty religion, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's going to be a lot of work till you get that full glass yeah. in that religion. Yeah, it's got a lot of work to do. Yeah. I, I always, what's confused me about Catholicism is, uh, and maybe someone can call in and, and straighten this out for us, uh, is you do something wrong and then you go in a little box and you talk through a screen to a person who's supposedly got a direct line or almost a direct line to God. Mm -hmm. And then all you have to do is just say a couple of words, a couple of Hail Marys, do the thing on the rosary, and you're okay. Right. That, yeah. Like you're, you're absolved. Uh, like that's that's a little, that's that's magical thinking. <laughs> <laughs> that is a, that is the epitome. What a great way to encourage continuing doing bad things. Yes. All I have to do is say a couple of words in the box once a, yeah. once a week. Wow. I, I didn't know being evil was this easy. I, yeah, it's very <laughs> It's, I've always been very confused by that. My earliest memory, of course, going to church was uh, my grandmother was a Catholic, mm -hmm. and I got baptized because Dad wanted her to know that, I, like, okay, we'll baptize her. Like, I didn't do, I didn't go any further than that than the baptism. So, Grandma, I was like four or five, and she took me to church, and um, we're sitting there, and she whispers, um, 
So, um, and she's pointing to the altar right behind the priest, and she says, so God lives over there. (laughs) (laughs) And literally, I'm four years old, imagining an old guy with a beard, of course, and a robe, all like scrunched up underneath the table, (laughs) uncomfortable, clearly, (laughs) and thinking, if he's God, why is he hiding under the table? (laughs) See, this religion makes no sense to me. It's very confusing. It is confusing. I, uh... We have... We're going to call deity services because this is abuse. In what uh, way? You can't keep your God for a while. Yes, exactly. Sir, sir, you have to give us. We're not <laughs> fit to have a deity. Yeah, yeah. Keep it in a little box, sir. <laughs> We're bringing the van around. <laughs> you need to feed him and let him go to the restroom at least three times a day. Yes. <laughs> at least punch some holes in the screen for the priest in there, you know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Oh, Lord. There I go again with the Lord thing. Hmm. Everything all hidden in little shame boxes, all whispers, all secrets, all very secretive, you know. Well, that's that's the exciting part about it. See, I like this part that the Cardinals are about to do because I'm a big fan of ritual. I love ritual. So I'm kind of excited yeah. because you, you get to watch and they have the CNN cam on, you know, and they're like, show the chimney and will it be white smoke or yeah. will it be black smoke? There's like a little bit of, you know, what does the Ameri- black smoke mean? Uh, they haven't chosen one. Yeah. yeah. The, the white smoke's like, yeah, they got a guy, you know. Mm-hmm. So and if the groundhog sees his shadow. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> if the bishop sees his shadow, <laughs> another round of voting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we could do something like that for the Academy Awards. There you go. Right. That could be. That could make it a little. You know. And int- well, we could get. You know. The. Uh... Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think how that would work. Maybe they could pick a new host that way. Yeah, that'd be cool. We found our host. When Billy Crystal dies, there will be white smoke. Oh, there'll be black smoke. Oh. Bring him back. Is um, I just hold on. I have to ask my crew here. Is eight one eight two six two something something oh, something? Yeah, him? that's true. Uh, okay, uh, uh, Rick, we're gonna go right now. Thank you so much for calling, okay. darling, Thanks, and Rick. have a beautiful day. Have a beautiful day. Talk soon, Sister Cal. Bye okay. Bye bye. Okay, and here we have uh, Mr. Craig Shoemaker is on the line. Hi, Craig. Hello, Kelly. Are you on the air? I am, and I'm sorry. We were blabbing with Rick Overton about the Cardinals and the Popes, and he was making us laugh about Catholic humor. I'm sure we've just um, alienated a yeah. good portion of your audience. But, Craig, know that we've mentioned we've mentioned your name several times. Well, oh, yes. Craig, Sarah is learning a lesson. We, we, <laughs> wow. Should I, put, should I put her in the corner or something? Do, do I need to put a special put her, put her hat her on her corner. or something? She like this. She makes me into daddy. Oh, oh he yeah. makes oh, yeah. me she, into. Daddy, no. daddy, daddy goes away. Uh, she, she just gets in my chair. You're in my chair. Right, okay. I, yes, I'm in, I'm in your chair, Craig. It sounds like we need a session, Craig. There's yeah. a lot of daddy issues going on <laughs> in this mine. room. Not mine. <laughs> Who's running the session? That's what I want to know. Uh, this is true. This is this is the, the main question of life. Who is running this session? Mm. <laughs> So you're running the show today. I'm here, by the way. How is don't it? You want to hear, don't you want to hear the inside scoop of what's going on here? Yes. Yeah. Totally. Tell us about the craft service table. We saw your funny outfit. Did you see, Oh, you saw that? Did you see my toilet that's broken in my dressing room? Uh, no. <laughs> we did not. How did we miss no, that? I, t- I tweeted that they have police tape around my toilet. I'm sure Rob Lowe doesn't have Who used it before you, did you ask? Who clogged that? <laughs> that's 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 not a good sign. I don't, well, I don't know if they'll invite you back if that happens again. I, was ho- I know, I know. I'm I'm even wondering whether this is a good idea right now. We're still shooting. 
<laughs> yes. We're literally shooting right now, but I don't care. Um, <laughs> I, got a, I got a show to do. Yes, exactly. You have a show to do. So to, uh, so anything excellent? So, uh, by the way, you want to you hear my, my already faux pas that, that happened? Yes, yes. of course. You, you know, so, so Amy Poehler cannot be any nicer. She's such a sweetheart. That's I mean, awesome. You know, just so, and you know, thanks, welcome back, Craig, you know, the whole deal. So I get on a rant. One of my new rants is that I go, right in front of her, I go, no film has ever, because we're talking about Silver Linings Playbook. I go, great film, but no film ever filmed in Philadelphia uses an authentic Philly accent. She goes, I did. <laughs> Baby mama. And then she, and she did the accent. I'm like, well, I'm going to have to go watch that movie again. <laughs> <laughs> or for the first time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, of all the people for me to make that big rant about, She's, she said, I committed to that accent. And so oh. you did. Absolutely, star <laughs> of this show. Oh, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Well done. I, I know. I know. I, I'm so well played. But, you know, but, I, uh, yeah. That inspires yeah. me because I also put my foot in my mouth all the time. So you know, it's it's okay. We're just we're human. We can handle it. I, I know. I, I but I do it. I think a little more often. I think the part of that is <laughs> being born a shoemaker. Yeah, there's a lot of feet involved in in, in, in the mouth. That is true. So <laughs> how's the show, how's the show going today? Did Overton call in or is he there? No, he called in. He was our first caller. Yeah. It was very exciting. I told my I said, hey friends, come on, call in. So I was shocked. And oh. actually, when he the first two seconds he called, we thought he was you. Yeah. We're like his voice kind of sounded. Like you, and then oh he, yeah, I love the way that he's the first call. Meanwhile, my call doesn't get answered. Yeah, finally, I'm I like, know. um, there's an eight one eight two six two guy calling. Is they're like, yes, that's Greg. Quick, hang up on Rick. <laughs> so See, we're honoring you and respecting you. <laughs> we did, D -d Daddy. Yeah, tell us about the craft service table. If there's anything special, you know, because every show's got its own here. little kind of craft service thing. And for you uh, uh, listeners out there, craft service is the table that has all the junk food on it. But I'm guessing these yeah. days it's very vegan and gluten free. Yeah, <laughs> I know, I know. I think when I first moved here and that my first time on a film set or whatever, craft services. Oh, great, Velveeta. I love yeah. Velveeta. Exactly. I thought, was, I thought it was all craft products. Tell uh, us what hey, you're going to steal <laughs> when you steal it. Tweet us and tell us what you steal. Because Craig loves to steal okay. anything, any food. He'll steal I'm, it. I'm here now. I'm uh, here now. Uh -huh. I'm a little spread. We got the, your salamis. <laughs> and, um, nice array of salamis. Nice. Nice. Okay. Yeah. I just got nailed for the casting crew only. Oh. I'm, standing in a, I'm standing in a suit that I look like an idiot here. Right. So they're not sure like if you're... Are they not sure if you're on the cast? Goji, goji raspberry. Goji. Hmm. Yeah. Goji raspberry, dark chocolate. We've got pirate mm, booty. It's I'm very all this. Oh, pirate. By the way. That's the best. Oh, the pirate booty is good, yeah. Say, yeah. Hi. I'm in that, I'm in that, I'm in Yeah, this is, <laughs> in, in this, in this outfit Can where I look tell? like Thomas Jefferson or something. Yeah. Really. Seriously, he gave me the, I got the look. <laughs> I got the look. I guess he was assuming that you're not supposed to put stuff in your pockets. Do they have no pockets in the 1700s in this outfit that I'm wearing? No. So, you, you, here's the other mistake I made. We're shooting. I'm on a parade float. Oh. I can't tell you what the shit. But, uh, and so I'm on a parade with all these recurring characters. They brought it back all these characters for the season finale. And my cell phone went off. And you know where oh. it was? I had no pockets, so it was in my hand. <laughs> 
So, <laughs> and so I had it tucked down my ass, and then as it's vibrating, it's starting to wander down. Oh, no. And I'm going, how am I going to get this thing out of here? And it's starting to... So it looked like I'm like taking a, 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 a rectangle dump in my in my in my pants. And I'm going, oh my god! It's in the middle of her speech. <laughs> Did they have to cut for you? Oh, Craig. Did they have to stop shooting? No, no, no. Oh, no, thank I God. I covered. Oh, Lord. I covered. Oh, Lord. We can't, yeah. you, we can't let you go anywhere, young man. <laughs> really. I know, I know. You I need know. a chaperone. <laughs> well, you know, and, and growing up poor, I just, you know, I see free food, and I just, I, I have to have lots of it. <laughs> I'm, I'm so, so, I just I just walked out with a whole bag of goji raspberry dark chocolate. Oh, it's awesome. <laughs> full of antioxidants. This is perfect. I just need this. <laughs> All right, I'm going to go back to the set. I think we're going to shoot any minute now. Parks and Recreation. The one, the other episode I did is, uh, I think it's on in two weeks. But, uh, you know, Facebook. And by the way, everybody out there, keep listening to the show. I might pop in, but I'm going to make it a surprise. I'm not going to tell them. Because oh. I know how Sarah gets when I'm not around. Okay. All right. Well, when you get here and th there's a rave going on, we'll try to, you know... <laughs> Matter of fact, I'm right in the hallway right now. Oh, I'm walking in. You bastard. What? <laughs> I want to know who looked up. I did. Gonna, we all I did. looked around. I looked around like, what? I'm going to watch the download of that. <laughs> Kelly, Kelly's awesome. And, and, and Dylan Brody's coming in? Yes, Dylan's coming in around 1 o'clock. Okay. Well, okay. Now, here's how you do it. You keep promoting and tell whose show it is. Okay, <laughs> yes. Like Yes, all right. Like, oh, oh, she's who's reading notes from our producer, Ileana, going, what does it say? Oh, say Craig Shoemaker show? Oh, okay. <laughs> we'll just, wow, we'll just, when can you let it go? No, there's no <laughs> letting go. When can you let it go, there, Craig? There's no letting go. There's no letting go. No. no. You know me. I'm not. <laughs> I'm all right. All right. Uh, have a great time. Uh, go have, go have fun. The show. I'll talk to you later. Go tongue, bye, bye, bye. Go tongue kiss Amy Poehler. <laughs> Well, everyone, that was the host of the show, Craig Shoemaker. It's the Craig Shoemaker show, everybody. <laughs> Who's that guy? That's it's Craig Shoemaker. I, I believe keen. that is Mr. Shoemaker, who was on the line there. <laughs> Fabulous, Mr. Shoemaker. I can't uh, wait till he drops the daddy issues. I, I know. can't wait till he Not stops gonna. bringing that up. I don't have them with him. Maybe, like, maybe a little bit. But, like. <laughs> but yeah, nothing. Uh, clearly, he's got daughter issues yeah. that's right there you go right <laughs> that's what's going yeah. on yeah he's it's, got reverse daddy he's projecting <laughs> yes. onto me well C craig has daddy issues okay let's just say <laughs> it all right <laughs> and yes he's projecting his daddy issues onto you <laughs> he is he is <sighs> i can't ever be enough See, that is my daddy issues See, like it doesn't <laughs> work nothing's good enough for craig <laughs> Well, you know, uh, speaking of daddy issues, I would know nothing about that. <laughs> really, absolutely nothing about that. So I ended up writing a whole solo show about it yeah. so that I could finally heal my... That's what I suggest to anyone who has daddy or mommy issues. Just write a big show about it. and You'll get sick and tired of it after a while. Because you have it coming up. It's called the Carlin Home Companion. Yes, the Carlin Home Companion. And you're doing it on the 23rd? At the Acme Comedy Theater, which I'm excited about. I don't know if you've ever been there. It's in Hollywood here, people. If you're in L.A., Hollywood area. It's a great little theater. It's like a real, like I was doing it at Santa Monica Playhouse, which I love their little theater, but it's kind of like your dusty grandmother's attic. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's a very intimate kind of feeling, and I love it, but like the Acme's like, oh, this is a stage, and there's an audience, and all of that kind of stuff. So is I, it sold out yet? Can it you is, still get tickets? It, you can still get tickets. Uh, you know, it's three weeks or three weeks out, about a, a two weeks out, I guess. Yeah, we're just kind of rolling along, and uh, yeah, I've been doing it 
for two. I started developing it two years ago and debuted it Montreal Comedy Festival. 2011. So I've been doing it for 18 months. So is it about is it about your relationship with your dad? It, I mean, yes. It's it's about me growing up in the Carlin family. So my mom is in there too. But the cool thing about this show is that it's not just me talking, but I play videos from my dad's career. Oh wow! <laughs> and so we're like getting Carlin on stage, which is the Carlin persona. I mean, everyone on stage has got a persona. So it's you know it's it's George Carlin on stage. It's the man we all know. And then it's like. And behind the curtain is the Carlin family. Yes. And, here's, and here's what went on, you know. Yeah. And it's done with a lot of love, but it's done with also, you know, honesty, because mm-hmm. I am a Carlin and my job is to be truth, the truth teller in the yeah. world. Uh, but it's, it's, and it's, so it's a full ride from the 1960s when my mom and dad met in Dayton, Ohio. Oh, wow. Yeah, my mom was a hostess at a place called the Racket Club. And my and she was a real hottie, and my dad spotted her one night and was like, "So, um, <clears throat> what does one do in Dayton, Ohio, after a show?" And my mother, she was so cheeky. She goes, "Well, you know, you could um, you could go to a diner and have some breakfast, or um, you could find a girl who's got a stereo hi fi and go home with her." <laughs> Whoa. And for the entire two-week run, every night, my dad went home with my mom and listened to her stereo hi-fi. Sure. That's what they did. They just listened to her stereo. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. And then uh, about a year later, they were married, yeah. And that became, like, the big ride for them. And my dad was like, this was, like, straight. Dad had short hair, glasses. He kind of looked like Woody Allen back then, you know? totally. (laughs) And uh, I take it all through that ride and show some clips from that era. And then he does the big change. He drops acid and, you know, becomes the guy you kind of all know, the long-haired guy. And was that really the, the yeah, point? Yeah, he did. He dropped some ass. Well, he was always he was always <laughs> on the inside. He was always a hip guy because he'd been smoking weed since the 50s uh. and jazz musicians. He grew up in New York City, so jazz was big for him. And he was down in the village in the 60s hanging out with Bob Dylan and people like that at all this, you know, the Hootenannies and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. he was doing some open mic stuff there. But on the outside, you know, he looked like, you know, all the straight guys of the time because he wanted a like a straight career. He thought that, you know, you go on Ed Sullivan and then you go on Carson and then and then you get to go in the movies and the TV. I mean, that's kind of what he wanted. That was his idea of a career. So he was always but he was inside. He was the cool guy hanging out with the musicians, smoking weed. And then he, he he dropped acid and decided that he couldn't play the game anymore he just he wanted to be he wanted to be himself on stage is really what it was and and then you know you you see the transition with him and then of course you see the evolution over 25 years then of of that part of his career you know and uh, so so we go through all of that so 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 there's like dad's arc of his career in the show and then there's me and my relationship with that my parents and their drug addiction and their insanity and then my own crazy, insane choices I made as a teenager and in my 20s. And then kind of the last third of the show is really wrestling with my dad as an adult and trying to find my voice as an artist. And, uh, mm. and you know, all, all the, the dance that daughters do with daddies. Yeah. I'm sure you girls can relate. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Is, totally. there, is there a big difference between your dad, how he was on stage, and then how he was at home? 
You know, uh, my dad was very quiet at home. He was very, he was kind of an introvert, actually. Mm. And he was a writer. He saw himself as a writer first. And so he was in his office writing. Wasn't a big socializer. I mean, when he was, you know, partying a lot, they did more socializing. But in his later years, he rarely socialized. My mom was kind of the social butterfly, and I think I got that from her. But uh, but he, you know, he would get out and get his kind of fill of people by being on stage and really getting that experience. And then he'd go and want to do his little routine and have his little life. And but yeah. but we always had fun in the, you know, we always had fun in the kitchen, you know, laughing. I mean, I, you know, we did jokes for each other and impressions. And um, one of my fondest memories is going to Gelson's Market. <laughs> and I think I was like 14 or 15. And dad and I did gibberish in the produce section. Very loud, very loud French French gibberish. It <laughs> actually got in an argument over fruit and vegetables. And what is French gibberish? Oh, vous avez vu le congé, tu vas, le nous j'avais le cartois, j'avais le cartois. Comment ça va? Oui. That, that's French gibberish. It got an escalated argument over. Yeah, yeah, we get it. We get in arguments, uh, fake arguments over, yeah, over bananas or something. That's how I want to raise my kids. Yes, yeah, yeah. right. Speaking French gibberish. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. I think that's. Great. I wonder what is at like when you drop. Have you ever dropped acid? I've taken mushrooms, but never dropped acid. No, yeah, no. Because I, I wonder what that would be like if you, all of a sudden you're like, curious. I can no longer be this guy, and I have to be myself. Like, what kind of experience happens like when you drop acid to uh, have? I I think part of it is is you. I mean, my dad said what he's what he connected to, which is kind of what Ram. You know, we were talking about Ram Das earlier. Uh, you get that you this this body this personality yeah. is temporary it's you know and that the the big thing the the transcendent the absolute the energy that the you know all the buddhists and hindus talk about that that's the real energy and my dad realized that he was exactly the same his cells were basically exactly the same as the pacific ocean and as an old tennis shoe on the side of the road like mm-hmm. we are all the same thing yeah. and therefore he, there was like a freedom suddenly in that and he realized that this persona he had put on was was just one that you could choose. And so he wanted to choose one that he felt more authentic in. One that you could choose. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. That it, you could it, choose anything. It, so. that, yeah, it's, a, it's ultimately a choice. Is yeah. it? Like, is it? It's, well, that's a very good question. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I know we're going to take a break here in a second. So, but maybe we'll come back and, yeah. and decide uh, if it is a choice or yeah. not. Even is is celibacy a choice? Hey, bringing it back. To uh, the what? <laughs> bringing it back to the boat. <laughs> All right, folks. We'll be back in a few minutes. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network. Radio worth watching. To leave your house to shop, to crawl through traffic to the mall, just to find the thing you wanted, isn't even there at all. Amazon.com is the answer. Shop at home and style and ease. Find exactly what you want. Ordering your stuff's free. Books on tape. Games galore. Everything you're looking for. Kindle. Cameras. Electronics. Baby Einstein. Hooked on phonics. Blu-ray. Movies. And TV. Downloads. Music. MP3. Pixar. Disney. Microphones. Pet supplies and doggy bones. World of Warcraft. Nancy Drew. Sims. The Scruff. System 2. Click Amazon. You'll smile with glee. Sometimes shipping is even free. Are you experiencing occasional constipation, fatigue, weight gain, poor circulation, sleepless nights, depression, or lack of concentration? Your health conditions may be related to a toxic colon. Yes, I'm talking about pooping. It's time to detoxify and feel healthy. Miracles of Health offers you a smooth and gentle solution. 
PuraCleanse, the number one colon cleanser you can count on. Go to miraclesofhealth.com or call 888-495-9864 and get your seven-day free trial of PuraCleanse. All you have to do is pay $4.99 for the shipping. PuraCleanse, your friend for life. What's up, Toad Hop? This is Paul Preston, host of The Movie Guys. I want to tell you about The Movie Guys Live. It's a radio show full of comedy, commentary, sketches, and more as we poke fun at Hollywood. For example, you ever notice how a lot of movies nowadays have the same music in their previews? I think I've come up with something. My brain is skipping time. I'm not sure I'm following you, man. Yeah, that was three different movies. So check out the movie guys live Thursdays at 7, but if you miss us live, we're immediately archived for your pleasure at toadopnetwork.com and iTunes. Stop it. What's up, Toadheads? Hey, make sure you check out the Toad Hop store on ToadHopNetwork.com. It's a great way to support the network and helps continue to bring you quality programming. Quality programming, my ass. Can you see I'm recording, you Feeling down, depressed, just don't feel like getting out of the house anymore? We'll do it anyway. Sounds like it's time. Ticketstime.com, that is. Ticketstime.com has tickets for sports, concerts, and theater just waiting for you to buy. Did your favorite concert sell out? We have tickets at Ticketstime.com. Did you miss your favorite team's last game? Don't miss the next one. Log on to Ticketstime.com. Is there a play you've been dying to see but haven't had the time? Well, make the time at Ticketstime.com. Everyone needs some relaxation time, so remember to make some time at Ticketstime.com. With Gamefly, choose from over 6,000 titles. Play as long as you want and send them back when you're done. $8.95 to start, no late fees. Gamefly.com. Games delivered. Cascade, fire and ice.
You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. Hey, hey, hey. I'm tying my shoe. I swear I'm here. I swear I'm here. <laughs> if you're watching on the webcam, you can see I'm tying my shoe. Yeah. It is radio worth watching. It, it is radio worth watching. It's fascinating. Look at her tie her shoe. <laughs> <laughs> I love how in the break, Ileana, our producer, was like, okay, it's great that you guys want to talk about acid, but can we just say it's not a great thing to do? <laughs> Let's not be promoting the acid taking. And I said, well, yeah, that's good because, you know, I, I part of my, what I, in my one woman show, I do have a story where I walk through a moment in my life. I was eight years old and my mom came into my room and was like hey daddy doesn't feel good i need you to help me and literally my mom had to mom and i had to sit on my dad for 45 minutes while he made his way through a very bad acid what does that look like he was um freaking out talk about we were talking about image right we're talking about personality and persona before right and choosing Yeah. yeah he had one of the things he was freaking out about was he had a picture of his old straight self oh my god and so he had been looking at it which is not a good idea no. when you're on acid because it doesn't look like him anymore. And he, I just remember it was shattered and his hand was bleeding and he was crying and raging about it. So there was something, uh, identity issues going on at wow. the time. And uh, so, yeah, I, so I personally, that is why I never took acid. I thought, <laughs> wow, if that could happen. You're not doing it. Not not going there. So no. your mommy's like, hey, we just need to sit yeah. on daddy. For daddy. <laughs> Pretty much. That's that's kind of the way it was Sometimes. in the Carlin household. Hi, there's some insane chaos going on, but we're going to act like this is perfectly normal. And could you just help mommy with daddy because he took something and he's not feeling well. Did she try to at least read to you or like, do, you know, do anything like that? No, we literally sat on him until he fell asleep. And then, I, and it was weird because I had blocked this memory out until years later in therapy and it came forward yeah. again. God, that's terrifying. Yeah. I'm yeah. terrified of anything that would resurface. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, what's hidden in there? I know. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right? It's like, oh, I don't want to know. Yeah. I, I don't want to know. Even if it up for a reason. <laughs> Danger, danger, danger. I think the only sign where you know that you're suppressing something is like if you encounter and all of a sudden you have like a hot flash and like you're just starting sweating and you're like something's under there. I just don't want to deal with that. I think that that might be a sign that you're suppressing something. Probably, yes, yes. When the symptoms get so bad that you can't function anymore. Then probably you should go look at it. So when you were eight, you decided you did that's you're not going to do acid. Yeah, I mean, even though I was just a total stoner teenager and did just about everything else yeah. as a teenager, uh, like I, I drew the line with acid and Valium. <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> Because this is, this is the logic of a 15-year-old. This is all I have to say. Uh, so, yeah, uh, everyone out there, drugs are dangerous. And, uh, you know, g- get a prescription from your doctor. Yeah. Well, because I was saying there's a fine line between enlightenment and insanity. Like, some yes. people look like they come back and they're like, oh, there's this great person. Other people don't come back. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think it really is, you know, people uh, uh, badmouth the ego, in you know kind of in the enlightenment woo woo area of uh-huh. you know the, if you go to the bodhi tree people don't like the ego the ego is a really important part of the personality the ego is the the organizing part of the personality that lets us sit around and have a conversation here and get in our car and drive cars and pay our bills and actually have an experience a a cohesive experience of uh the sensory experience that's coming in people who don't have a strong ego uh, and what happens with schizophrenia is that the ego is kind of it, it 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 doesn't become the main experience of the person is it's a frightening experience and that can happen with LSD it can trigger like a schizophrenic episode mm-hmm. 
and and then the personality gets split off and then you're this it, you know sometimes the person ends up in a place where they have to kind of rebuild themselves that is so refreshing to hear something good about the ego because yes. in the new age world the ego is a four letter word right right know? because in the new age world it's you know it's so funny about the new age world because it's uh, the new age world supposedly is about enlightenment but and it's supposedly about non-dualism which means everything's you know good and bad or you know that there's no there's no difference mm-hmm. and yet the people in the new age movement like the hardcore unicorn angel people <laughs> um they they deem plenty of things that are bad and wrong and shadow and you know and mm-hmm. and people who are aren't gluten free and aren't vegan or raw yeah. right or um or your ego um those are on the bad list yeah, and it's don't like want to live in an open relationship hmm, you know? interesting you've got a bad list and yet you say you're interested in enlightenment so hmm. uh you know because true enlightenment um is 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 dangerous in that way because it is insane in some ways because uh-huh. it is non-dual because there is no difference between right good and bad like everything is equal uh-huh. in a non-dual perspective so you know you could decide well if everything's equal do what I want everything's equal yeah. you know and do whatever you want but uh why not valium oh <laughs> <laughs> i like this woman i like the way she thinks because my my mom was addicted to it uh-huh. so for some reason never mind she was addicted to alcohol and cocaine also <laughs> But um, I'm telling you, my show is just—it's a roller coaster of drug addiction and good, 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 wholesome fun, Midwest fun. Uh, but yeah, for some reason, I was like, oh, well, because I learned that it had a half-life. Valium has a half-life, like Xanax, everyone, by the way, which means you take one pill and the next day, half of that pill is still in your system. So you take another pill, you now have a pill and a half in your system. The next day, now three quarters is in your system. You take another pill, so a pill and three quarters is in your system. This adds up day of uh, day, 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 day into your system. So you have a load of this drug in your system. So when you come off of it, it you can have seizures and all sorts of nasty oh, wow. things. So that's why it's important. If you ever want to come off of something like this, that you do go to a rehab or some sort of a official detox thing because they'll give you anti-seizure medicine. And my mom, when she finally went to rehab, was down to 87 pounds, addicted oh to God. Valium, alcohol, and cocaine. And they didn't know if she was going to make it or not. And they had to give her all this anti-seizure stuff because the Valium was that scary to come off of. Oh, wow. Yeah. So did she remain sober? She did, she, yeah. Wow. Yeah, she remained sober until um, until the day she died. She died early in, in, when she was 57 in, in the 90s. Oh, wow. um, but yeah, she had like 26 years sobriety when she died. Wow, good for her. Yes. Yeah, yeah. When, and did your dad, Did your, forgive me for not knowing this, when, when did he get clean? He, um, I say in my show, um, I'm 12 years old, my mom's sober, and my dad is sober Ish. Ish. He stopped doing major drugs uh, at home, like he was clean at home. <laughs> In the living room. He smoked. He smoked weed at home, which my mom was fine with because weed always mellowed him out. But the cocaine stayed away. But on the road, Dad was doing lots of coke He's with still. his party friends, and uh, and then he 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 had heart issues and stuff. So he eventually stopped that. Pretty. But just a few years after that, you know, so this was like um, the mid-70s, late-70s probably, and probably a few times afterwards he did it, smoked weed and everything. And then the funny thing was in like 2006 or something, which my dad would have been in his late 60s, uh, he decided to go to rehab finally because he had said he had been binge drinking red wine on the road and he had been taking Vicodin and he didn't want to be doing that anymore. Mm. And so he went to Promises in Hawaii and it was just so cute. My dad was in Aww. rehab. 
<laughs> and having to deal with uh, uh, having to deal with uh, the uh, the God issue again. Uh, and by the way, if you people are wondering who the f- is talking right now, <laughs> this is Kelly Carlin, and 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 I have tied Craig Shoemaker up. He's in the corner right now, <laughs> and I have taken up, over his show. Uh, no, actually, Craig is uh, hanging out with really fancy people at Parks mm-hmm. and Rec today. Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec, whatever, <laughs> Mr. Fancy <laughs> Pants. But, the, you know, the, the, the nice little revenge for Craig is that he is wearing a tea party outfit today. <laughs> so he does look like a total dork right now. <laughs> and, and people still aren't giving him credit on the show because I guess he has to keep telling people, I'm an actor. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he, he went to the craft service table in this outfit and they weren't sure if he was an actor or not. <laughs> Like, what else would he be doing? Uh, it's just, it's so cute. Oh, poor little Craigie. Uh, so, yeah, so, anyway. So, so he had to go, your dad had to go then deal with a God issue? He did again? at AA, yeah, which was very funny because, uh, well, let's play a little I've bit. actually convinced people that there's an invisible man living in the sky who watches everything you do every minute of every day. And the Invisible Man has a special list of ten things he does not want you to do. (laughs) And if you do any of these ten things, he has a special place full of fire and smoke and burning and torture and anguish where he will send you to live and suffer and burn and choke and scream and cry forever and ever till the end of time. But he loves you. He loves you and he needs money. (laughs) He always needs money. He's all powerful, all perfect, all knowing and all wise somehow. Just can't handle money. (laughs) (laughs) So clearly dad had God issues. Yeah, totally. How did he work those out? Did he ever? He, you know, he was always, I mean, you know, the Ram Dass thing you're talking about, we always had, he was a seeker always, yeah. uh, and was always curious about those things. So he worked it out. You know, in AA, they say anything can be your higher power, you know, a doorknob or a shoe or w- whatever you need it to be, you mm-hmm. know, you, you make it into your image of, of that. So, uh, he, he, I think he worked it out on his own and, yeah. and found a way to, uh, to handle it. I think that's really interesting, the money thing, because we were, we were, what we were reading and talking about earlier today was the Pope and celibacy, right? Yes. They were saying possibly the celibacy came from not wanting to share Absolutely. The that, money. Absolutely. That's my understanding, yeah, that yeah. they didn't want sons to get the property of the church. Yeah. Yes. So it might not have been a religious no. a choice for spirituality. Don't think, I think it was. No. Yeah. It's always about the money. Yeah. Well, and speaking of money and spirituality, we were also uh, in the news this week is Mother Teresa. Mm-hmm. There's this big study out about how she's a fraud because she had millions of dollars. Of course, Christopher Hitchens called this, I don't know how many years ago, 10 years ago when he wrote a book about her and people were like, what? You're attacking Mother Teresa. And I'm like, it's Christopher Hitchens. He loves this stuff. But yeah, I guess she, uh, I guess she didn't take care of these people as much as, as well as she could have, you know, she, she ended up dying with millions in the bank or something like that. What do you think about that? Do you think that that has validity to it? You know, I think, I, I think it's just an example, A, of of using celebrity. I think the church definitely propped her up 
as like, oh, let's she's going to be our our kind of our you know our, our, our person that you know we represent as we're doing good works in the world, you know, mm-hmm. and and I know that the church did control what she did. I mean, she was just a nun basically. She had no power, zero power actually in the church realistically, um, and I'm sure there is some truth to the fact that not these people were not they that, like real doctors were not allowed into these places. They had volunteers taking care of these Why? sick people. I I don't know. I I don't know if it was her hands were tied with that or that they didn't want to spend the money. I I don't know much do about. Do you think India. she was hip to this? Do you think that she understood this? And was, or do you think that oh, she? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. I I I I'm. You know. I think it's. I think it's typical. You know. What I think what's going on is that we're questioning everything these days, and so all the people that are up on the pedestals. Uh, are all coming crashing down, you know, whether it's Lance Armstrong or, or whoever. And uh, so I think this is part of our cul- our culture is that we do this with celebrities anyway. And then I think the truth is, is that this woman was a human being. She was a nun. Yes, she had these missions and these were great things. But uh, guaranteed, if, she, if you're human, there's something dysfunctional going on somewhere. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, and I think it's a great thing to question things. I think that's awesome. The thing yeah. that it was because it says uh, in the article is like Mother Teresa was a fraud, and I was telling you, I uh, I've been li- okay. This is crazy. I've been listening to this woman who channels right. all these. Right. I go to sleep listening to it because it's very peaceful. She has meditation and then channels people like uh, you know Jesus and yeah. you know yeah. Archangel Michael and kind of like LSD. Yeah, it's like LSD, <laughs> and, and then she was channeling Mother Teresa, and I'm mm. and this last week or the you know that feminine being that has incarnated as trees i guess right. so in several different nuns you know whatever right. and uh and so when i saw that i was like oh no can i not listen to this <laughs> channel anymore like because this is wonderful and i was like and she's like and just call me call ask Teresa to come and and walk beside you and i'm doing uh, that this uh, whole week because it felt great well you know uh <laughs> I, I think there's nothing wrong with that as long as you know that it's it's probably all make-believe <laughs> <laughs> Um, and if anyone has uh, an opinion about this, please call us here. We would love to talk to some people. And I, I know I, cut, I, I declined someone earlier. I'm so sorry. But call us at 323-622-8623 here and talk to us about religion and Mother Teresa and LSD because, you know, I, the channeling thing is very interesting. Yeah. I, I don't know where I, you know... I, uh, actually, my dad and mom and I, we used to go to this guy who was a trance guy and a tran- channeler. It was fascinating stuff. But yeah. you got to take it with a giant, giant grain of salt. <laughs> a, like, like a room a size. Boulder of salt. <laughs> boulder of salt. Uh, yeah. Because if, if it, and if it, if it lifts you in some way and comforts you in some way, that's great. Yeah. But it's very humbling and, and uh, embarrassing to say out loud. I don't think I've ever said out loud that I listen to channelers. <laughs> and I just in, six, in front of 60,000 people. I, well, you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with listening. It's like, what do you do with the information? Like, if you, like, you know, pack your car up and, and drive across America because, you know, the channel Jesus told you to, then I might be worried about you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's my crazy, I guess. It's my. It's your LSD. Gross. Yeah, it's my LSD. Takes <laughs> <laughs> rational thinking out the window. It's fine. Yeah, I. Uh, I don't know what I was going to say. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, you know, I, I, I'm, I've always been fascinated by the church just because I've have never been in, you know, like never been a part of one. So, yeah, you know, I just I, I love the fact that they have funny outfits still, and you know, and they get all dressed up. And I was. I was truly, truly, truly fascinated by the Pope's red shoes. Yeah. 
And they were like really nice designer ones. Um, I didn't see the red shoes. Oh, you didn't see the red shoes? He's famous for these really high-end Italian red shoes. Uh, they're like Manala Blonics or something, but they're not Manala. Maybe they are, actually. They could be. They could be, yeah. actually. And I was like... So what is up with that? He's the guy who's got like the you know the channel to to, to God, right? He's the channeler of God, and he's yet wild. he's a bit of a dandy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he can't wear the shoes anymore. No, he can't. No, why? Because he's no longer pope. So those were like official pope shoes. Yeah, those are very expensive. I didn't know he had official pope hats. He brought them in, oh. and then they became official pope oh, okay, shoes, and was... he wasn't allowed to take them out. Who with is them. talking? Who is that voice? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> who is that? And thank God he, he he clarified for that. That's our secret guest coming up in eight minutes. But he's already here, so he guess uh, the voice. He did, yeah. Guess the voice, Call everyone. In and guess the Call voice. in and guess who this voice is. Well, I showed him for a second too. Oh damn. Okay. Yeah. And who's that? Who's that man? Who's that man? So he yes he did. He brought in the red shoes, and they're very fine leather, fine fine leather. And then the he is handmade by Adriano Stefanelli, who hails oh, from Navarre, they near Milan. The shoemaker has become something of a local celebrity. There are many reminders of his most illustrious customer in his shop. <laughs> How much are they, I wonder? Uh, it's kind of like the Pentagon. Like, they should only be $100, but because of the Pope's shoes, they're probably like $18,000. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's hard to be honest and, uh, and, and full of integrity when money's involved. I think Lance Armstrong is a great <laughs> example of that. I think that's, that's a great point. I mean, you know, we all, st I think part of people like us who, people, people like us, <clears throat> what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> uh, what does that mean? What I meant was like, People who struggle with integrity around money, I think, and, 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 and really do wrestle with that, and I think creative types and artistic types, we, you know, we were like, wow, we don't want to sell out and all that kind of stuff. I, you know, so everyone has issues with money. Either you're, you're afraid of it and you're always pushing it away, or you're a hoarder. Uh, I was on Facebook last night and someone was comparing hoarding, like re regular hoarding, like, you know, like bad food and ant pets and those people that have newspapers stacked yeah. in their house with people who are who actually like, you know, like the one percent who hoard billions yeah. of dollars mm. and don't put them back into the economy and just are hoarding and hoarding. And I'm like, wow, that's a great take on that. Yeah. It's a mental illness. One <laughs> <laughs> percent has a mental illness. Yes. It's called greed. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I probably I don't you if I I'm sometimes afraid that I would be one of those people if I had access to a lot of money. It's like nice that I I'm agree. poor, you I, know, yeah. but like that I would be a terrible person if I could just have money. You know what I always kind of like I say to the universe. I kind of like I kind of like this is my kind of bargain with the universe. I'm always like, okay, dear universe or whatever I'm talking to. Um, uh, okay, so here's the deal. If you give me like lots of money, I'll do, uh, really like ten percent. I'll go like really great things with it, and I'll start a foundation and I'll go to Africa and save elephants and, and whatever you need me to do. So that's like kind of, I'm like pre-bargaining with, <laughs> with the universe on this, you know, yeah. like, so feel free, like win the lottery, like that lottery ticket I bought last night, feel free, bring it over. I'm going to give most of it away. I'm gonna, fine. <laughs> Does it happen? I'm do a, you get it? No, 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 no. It hasn't <laughs> yeah. happened yet. I'm still waiting for that, uh, that thing. Is it official why the Pope resigned? Has it been a, 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 no. declared? Well, no. Go ahead. A, Come on. Official, official. Oh, Dylan. Look, literally. He's going like this. His lips. Are like literally bursting at the seams. Okay, okay, everyone. This is Dylan Brody. He's our guest. Come Woo! Come there, there is some documentation showing that uh, a report was handed to him just before he resigned. Yeah, talking about uh, these illicit cardinal orgies taking <gasps> place 
in wow. underground venues in and around the uh, Rome. So, so my my take earlier on that they are actually doing um, drinking games and trust falls of It's not far off. They're yeah. table dancing. They're <laughs> taking <laughs> off their big dresses. They're doing the it's, whole thing. It's kind of like the Bohemian Grove, but for for the Vatican. And apparently, you know, they put this thing on his desk, and he just went. I quit. Uh, oh, for, oh, I, oh, I, I gavalt with the, I, can you just stop for a day with the scandals? Yeah, my, my understanding is that, um, I mean, although they say he, you know, he has been trying to clean up the, the pedophilia in the church, that they're basically, because he ran the church for the last 10, 15 years when the other pope was around, John Paul, uh, he was the one who was really running all this stuff. He was the like the CEO of the church. And so all those documents came across his desk. He knew all of the priests that were doing this. He knew all the shuffling around. He And all the decisions basically went across his desk. And so they're trying to protect the assets of the Vatican because if he leaves as pope, then people can't sue the church. They'll try to sue him separately. Mm. And the reason why he's probably going to live in the summer home, which is on the grounds of the Vatican is so that he cannot be extradited anywhere and um, prosecuted. Wow, that's a, that's a rumor I heard. That's what that that's and that would be that makes my heart go. Yeah, that's pretty much. I think that's right. But so we'll when everybody finds out about these orgies, right? <laughs> <laughs> how do you think our loyal grandmothers that still go to mass and that? It's a great. How do you? What do you yeah. think they're going to do with this yeah. information? They will say it's a few bad apples. Yep. You As can't right. worry about. You can't paint the whole thing with a wide brush. Yep. And you know, stop blaming the church for what these few bad men did because they've done so much good with their poster octogenarian in in Mumbai who who helped start people right by right collecting money for so herself. turn a blind eye they're just going to turn a blind eye too. I believe that's what it says in the Bible it says <laughs> it says when thou seest evil within uh, the the organization to which thou givest money turn Turn blind an eye. <laughs> or blind everyone else's blind eyes. Blind all eyes. Yes, yes, exactly. They really covered everything. They, they covered It's very thorough. <laughs> yeah. You well, know, there are parts of the Bible that have been expunged. Like, you don't see any of the traffic laws no, anymore. No, you don't. Bible. No. And, and here in L.A., you'd wish, you know, as a pedestrian, you wish they could be a little clearer about that. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. have, have some real authority when dealing with someone in their Hummer trying to run you down. Drive thou on the right. <laughs> And should there be four ways to an intersection, he who hath the most expensive car. Yes. He hath the most expensive car and most sense of entitlement goes first. Is that why the five cardinals aren't there yet? Are they still not there? Well, they got a hangover. Traffic is it? They got a hangover, right? Or they're the in orgy? traffic. Yeah, they're in right. traffic or they have a hangover, yeah. Yeah, but they were they were partied way too hard in the last orgy and so they they need a few extra days to get there. Is that why? Yeah. Are they what I'm I'm pretty much picturing eyes wide shut right now. That's like the scene <laughs> yeah. I'm picturing with those mask with things no on and there's a little S&M and uh, I'm guessing someone snorted too much coke like in Boogie Nights and they got to remove the body. Yeah, they're just kind of playing out all these cinematic uh, naughtiness. Do you think they go crazy because of the celibacy thing? Oh. It's suppression? Hello, yes. I, mean, I think they go crazy because they feel they are immune to any kind of judgment. Oh, okay. So when we come back after the top of the hour, we will discuss, is it immunity or is it celibacy that makes these men do naughty, naughty things. <laughs> Nobody's celibate. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about the money. It's all about the money.
You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. With Gamefly, choose from over 6,000 titles. Play as long as you want and send them back when you're done. $8.95 to start, no late fees. Gamefly.com, games delivered. Is that hunk of junk you call a car always breaking down and leaving you in the dust? Log on to Dyson-Motors.com and check out Dyson's full inventory online. With hundreds of quality cars in stock of all makes and models, you can find the next car of your dreams in minutes. And know you're getting super low pricing. Purchase a car today from Dyson Motors and receive a year of free oil changes. Bad credit? Worried about financing? Log on and get pre-approved in seconds. Go to Dyson-Motors.com and find your new car today. Does your car smell like... You need scent bomb. Does your house smell like... Get some scent bomb. Does the bathroom smell like... Get some scent bomb. Go to GetSomeScentBomb.com today for the best air freshener you've ever tried. We are so confident that you will love Scent Bomb that we're giving away a free bottle to the next 12 customers. The type in the promo code RADIO at checkout. If you're tired of weak air fresheners, try Scent Bomb. Scent Bomb is a concentrated air freshener, so all you need is just a couple of sprays and the smell will last for days. That's right, you spray it today and you still smell it tomorrow. We guarantee that it's the best air freshener you've ever tried. So go to GetSomeScentBomb.com and enter the promo code RADIO at checkout to get your free bottle today. There's nearly 100 fragrances to choose from. So go to GetSomeScentBomb.com. That's GetSomeScentBomb.com. Hey, Toad Hop listeners, this is Freddie Lockhart and Candace Thompson with What's Good, starring Freddie Lockhart and Candace Thompson. And we are a show that knows a little bit about a lot. We talk about hip hop, we talk about other people who can't help themselves, and we talk about all sorts of things music, TV, gossip, you name it, we do it. Be sure to check out our show live every Tuesday, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on the ToadHopNetwork.com. And if you miss it, go back and watch it on ToadHopNetwork.com or download the audio from iTunes. Don't be a jerk. Do it. While you're there, leave a comment and rate the show. It's very important, Candace. They have to leave a comment and rate the show. You know why? Why? Otherwise, we'll be on the bottom. And we like to be on the top, don't we? I know I do. Yeah, girl. What's up, Toadheads? Hey, make sure you check out the Toad Hop store on ToadHopNetwork.com. It's a great way to support the network and helps continue to bring you quality programming. Quality programming, my ass. Can you see I'm recording, you a to leave your house to shop, to crawl through traffic to the mall, just to find the thing you wanted. Isn't even there at all. Amazon.com is the answer. Shop at home and style and ease. Find exactly what you want. Ordering your stuff's free. Books on tape. Games galore. Everything you're looking for. Kindle. Cameras. Electronics. Baby Einstein. Hooked on phonics. Blu-ray. Movies. And TV. Download. Music. MP3. Pixar. Disney. Microphones. Pet supplies and doggy bones. World of Warcraft. Nancy Drew. Sims. The Scruffs. Ishtim too. Click Amazon. You'll smile with glee. Sometimes shipping's even free.
Toad Hop Network Studios. In Hollywood, this, this is the ToadHopNetwork.com. It is strongly addictive. Radio worth watching. Radio worth watching. Hey everyone, this is Kelly Carlin. I am subbing for Mr. Craig Shoemaker, who is Woo. off on a set at Parks and Rec right now, Recreation. He's on their season finale. Uh, he's very excited about being there mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, was in a panic about his, you know, not being able to do the show today. So, <laughs> uh, you know, I, he had to call his former therapist <laughs> to come in and host the show uh, because he has daddy issues still. I don't know. What does that mean? Probably needs, probably should have mommy issues. He has those too. He has those too. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so anyway, welcome everyone. Uh, please give us a call at 323-622-8623. Uh, we're discussing all sorts of fascinating things, everything from LSD to the Pope. <laughs> but uh, And someone, our, our guest in the second hour here uh, is a dear, dear friend of mine who it's one of those things where I was like, oh, we want a guest tomorrow. And I'm like, quick, I know I, we're going to call my good best friend Dylan Brody because he's woo! always happy to talk about himself. He will talk <laughs> about anything. One of the smartest people on the planet, Mr. Dylan Brody, is here. Welcome, Dylan. Thank you for having me. It's very exciting to be on the Love Masters show, even mm -hmm. without him here, because I, as you may or may not know, am the profound ambivalence master. <laughs> uh, it is both how I feel toward everyone in my life and how everyone in my life feels toward me. <laughs> Boy, is that a true statement. Uh, yes. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I decided uh, I, I didn't know what to call myself today, so I was going to call myself the like master. <laughs> but then that was like a Facebook it, thing. It feels like, a little Ugh. bit social networking, Ugh, social. which we all do at home alone with our computers, which so yeah. should really be anti-social networking. Anti-social networking, exactly. Uh, uh, by the way, everyone, I, my, the, my favorite thing, well, one of my favorite things about Dylan is, of course, he's intelligent and he's a great writer and a great storyteller. Um, but he's got this description of himself, which is he is the purveyor of fine words and phrases. I just love that. I, I, where'd you, where did where, that come from? You know what? I thought of it when I was, I think, in high school or college and kept saying, I want that on a business card. I want that on a business a, card. It, and then it, it wasn't until I was like 40 that I went, oh, I could put that on a business card. <laughs> You, you don't have to get permission from anyone. You just get them printed, it's, and then you've claimed it. Uh, the good thing about being an adult, you don't need permission anymore. <laughs> oh, the scary thing about being an adult, you don't need permission anymore. You know what was an exciting moment for me was when I realized you can just buy a birthday cake. 
Really? Oh, yeah. It doesn't have to be your birthday. You can just buy a birthday cake. <laughs> that is so true. And have them right on it Wednesday. Yes. <laughs> and you could even light candles and blow them out. You, yeah, you any time wishes, you want. You, you really, really could. I, I love that. That is so... T- Boy, the freedom. The freedom. You could buy LSD or a birthday cake. Here's my new rule, actually. When you see a car, mm-hmm. make a wish. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm very busy here in L.A. doing that then. Yeah, just keep making wish. Why not? They cost nothing. That is true. That Does is... it have to be a unique wish every time? No. There are, there are no rules You're when an it adult. comes to the wish. You wishes. can do whatever you, can you do want. what you want. But it takes out the magic. A little bit. If you can buy your own birthday cake and light the candles on a Wednesday. I'm sorry to say this to you. What? There's no magic. <laughs> so that's such a bummer. So I know. So here, the, the, I, this is a great. This is a great topic because this magical thinking thing. When we have been talking about the Vatican for the last hour. <laughs> And Catholicism, which is, you know, chock full of magical thinking. Uh, and uh, But I'm also someone who likes a little bit of magical thinking in my life. A little bit. Like my dad and I used to be really obsessed with numbers. And so we'd always, like, check the, the room number at the hotel or when you get the number at the place, the, the food place, you know, and it would be 33. That was my favorite number and dad's favorite number. And when that would, like, show up and... And that would mean something to us, you know. So I like playing those kind of little synchronicity games. But if you games. share a magic number, isn't that bad luck? I Well, maybe. See, in the magical thinking, <laughs> anything is true. That's, you get to give the magical meaning that it has. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So. I just wish I, I just wish donuts were as cool as they used to be when you were a kid. You with know, sprinkles. It, and... All they do now is just give me chubbiness. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, Again, there is no magic. I know That's it's, the th- they're donuts. I know it's depressing though, but but there but there's still a little bit of like, oh, I'm gonna go get a donut. Because it's so like I'm not supposed to have one because it is fully sugar and fat, but doesn't stop me from eating brownies. But something about donuts are like special. I'm going to eat a donut today and it's Mm going to be special. I have to tell you, there has been such joy in my life since I was willing to accept that there's no magic. And why is that, Dylan? Because up until then, there was constant disappointment. Ah, yes. I can go to the grove and worship the trees and say the poems in ancient Gaelic and, (laughs) and call out the names of gods who did or did not live thousands of years ago and nothing changes tomorrow mm-hmm. and it's all and i must be doing it wrong yes no that's not what it was it was that i was in a park talking to nobody <laughs> <laughs> yes it, it, that, that is true oh that's why i didn't sell the novel it's because i didn't send it to anybody i went to a park and talked to a rock Yes, this is the little thing that the secret, the secret kind of left out. You still have to do the work. (laughs) Oh, Oh, look, I I stuck a bunch of pictures to a bulletin board in my office. Hello, fame. I'm here alone with my pictures on the bulletin board. No. You have to call somebody and say, publish my book. So the law of attraction and positive thinking doesn't work? Not, yes, it doesn't. It, it it only works if you actually get up and do something about it, though. Yeah, so it's not really doing anything. No, doing there's it. no magical fairy dust floating around your head waiting for you, just going to hand you something because you have a thought of it in your head. Oh. Because the because the opposite of that is then every bad thought I ever had would caused cancer in my body. And, you know, my friends who have cancer don't buy into that either. So, you know, like you said, you know, you, you, you end up feeling like you're being punished or disappointed by, you know, the universe is... This is part of what came out of feudalism and the rule of 
to bring it back full circle, the Catholic Church. Uh-huh. See? If you are not rewarded in life, it is because you are not being pure enough and thinking the right thoughts. Yep. Yeah. Not because the guy with all the money is making you <laughs> work in the fields all day for a pittance while he keeps all the, the rewards. But I do think negative thinking and stress does wreak havoc on the body. No, now self-talk, this is a whole different issue. This is the, the voices in your head, the self-talk that you do with yourself makes a huge difference in the physiology of your body because it does create stress and anxiety mm-hmm. and when you and when you connect to more positive thought within yourself and, and more positive self-talk which is probably more realistic I mean so many clients I work with and I work with a lot of creative people they come to me and they say they tell me the, the thoughts in their head about their career or their work or whatever it is and then I say to them okay well name a person that you really look up to in your field or a friend or whatever and then they talk about their work and everything and I'm like okay so those negative things you just said would you ever say that to that other person and they're like no, of course not. Then I'm like, then why are you saying it about you? Because you have as much talent and skill and experience as that person does. And, and even if you don't, and even if be you, nice to people. Well, well exactly. <laughs> and start with yourself. Exactly. Yeah. Because the, the thoughts and those negative thoughts in your head are so out of whack, people. They are crazy thoughts. You are, you are treating yourself like the biggest piece of you-know-what ever. And that is not that that is real. That is, you know, and you can hook people up to stress machines and see what kind of happens to their brain. It affects your physiology. Absolutely. If there is nothing else that I got out of martial arts training mm. that I have gotten out of martial it's this the shift in self thinking, mm-hmm. self talking. Um, I, I confused my doctor this week. I threw my back. I injured my back about a week and a half ago. Right. Uh, I went to full contact sparring class. <laughs> worked my ass wow. off for an hour and a half, yeah. was fine, and then got home and picked up a giant bag of dog food and twisted my back. <laughs> and, and seized up. My point on this is, 48, full contact sparring, how cool am I? <laughs> <laughs> so, That's exactly I, what we were thinking, Dylan. I Absolutely. had to, uh, so I, 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 my back was very, very, se- it was a problem. And uh, parenthetically, I know you were talking about drugs earlier, let me just say, I haven't been a heavy druggie in a long time, but uh, on and off for the past week, I've been on the combination of Flexeril and Percocet. Are you having fun? And just, uh, it's a very good combination. (laughs) Just just as an FYI for all you DIYers out there. Um, But I went to the doctor and he said, well, what's going on? And I said, I injured my back. And he said, is it really bad? And I said, well, it's not terrible. And it's reminding me that I'm engaged in the human condition. Right. And he didn't know what to do with that information. (laughs) You can't say on a scale of one to ten, how involved in the human condition are you? He's like, I don't have that on my little tick box here. I don't know what what, what code do I use for human condition. You know, it it hurts. And that, you know, oh, look, I'm alive. Okay, good. I'm middle-aged and alive. I'm middle-aged and alive. And the worst thing that's happened to me this week is a muscle has seized in my back. Everything's okay. Well, why did you come to see me then? Because it hurts. I don't want it to hurt. That's not the point. Make it better. But the self-talk is very different now. There was a time when my back would go out and it would be, oh, why does everything happen to me? I can't mm. do any. I, I'm getting old. Oh, I can't. Yeah. Care. The, the victim self-talk. I need to lie on the couch and not and make my wife do everything for me until <laughs> she hates me, so I can apologize to her and then hope she doesn't leave me. Oh my God! You know. Right. And you know what's so interesting about the victim self-talk is you know so we got the victim self-talk going that you got that version in your head, and what you're probably not hearing is the unconscious perpetrator talk, which is you know you know you're worthless. 
You're, you're never going to amount to anything. You're, uh, you're fooling yourself if you're going to make it in this, in this world or in this job. Or, or and, and, you know, what, and this person's married to you? Oh, she, she really doesn't love you. I mean, that's usually the, the unconscious messaging that's going on. And then you're having the experience of being the victim. And, and part of the work I do with people is to help them to bring out, like, really listen, like, what's causing, like, what's, what, are, what is this conversation going on in here? And let's really, like, if you were to type it out, you would see crazy person in your head and you're gonna and this is the person you're listening to to decide how you're gonna walk through well, the world how do you shift that because if it's subconscious how do you then make you know a better thoughts your subconscious thoughts well it's all about self-awareness you know and meditation <laughs> is a really good thing about that you know i mean uh, meditation is important to do because meditation helps you stop and wa- and listen and watch and witness your thoughts and by the way if you don't know who this voice is hi my name is kelly carlin and i have on taken the o- on the craig shoemaker show yes we've <laughs> taken over for uh, Craig's uh, show for a t- few hours. Oh, he'll be back. Really swear he'll be back. But n- oh, never mind that. Don't he does. That. He's it's fine. No, he's fine. He's being all hoity-toity day off with you know famous people who win Emmys and like you know host uh, Golden Globes, Amy Poehler, and uh, you know that kind of stuff. But um, so anyway, that's. That's why. Please call us to 323-622-8623. Please call us. Talk about mental health. Talk about the strange self-talk in your head. I want to hear the fun stuff you say to yourself every day because we're all human here and we all say it to ourselves. Uh, so, yes, self-awareness, essential part of this. Truly, truly. Um, and and, and if- the scary thing is that people... People start meditation usually because they want to feel more serene. Mm-hmm. I want to get enlightened. I want to feel more serene. And here's the thing. When you first start meditating is all the voices in your head come up full volume and you don't feel anything like serene. <laughs> if yeah. I may say this, it's not, in addition to self-awareness and meditation, surrounding yourself with people who genuinely support you and your endeavors and yes. your talents is mm. huge and receiving that receiving when people say something honest to you about it actually letting it sink in and not bounce it off or deflect it really take it into your heart like oh yeah that was i did a good show tonight yeah thank you i did a, i i did yes and then eventually it starts becoming the way that you exist. Yes, yes. When I started martial arts, I always thought of myself as non-athletic and asthmatic and, you know, as the one Jewish kid in a town full of baseball players who wanted to grow up to be soldiers. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and when I started martial arts in my early 30s, okay. wow. uh, I, the first class, I got through about 12 minutes of it and had to go throw up. Wow. wow. And I was going to sneak out and just leave. And I went and I smoked by my car. And one of the black belts came out and said, you can't just leave without talking to the master. Mm. And I was like, well, tell him I'll be back tomorrow and I'll try again. He said, no, you have to come talk to him. Mm. And I went in and I talked to him. And he set me up with a low belt who was just going to give me remedial martial arts in the back of the room Wow. Uh, for the rest of the class. And the next day I came back in to try it again because now I felt like I owed them. And, <laughs> and I had a plan. When I went in, I had a plan, and this made perfect sense to me. I was going to go in, and I was going to say, look, when I'm done, I'm done. I'm a grown-up. I know when I'm finished, and I can't take any more. Yes. And I will say I'm leaving, and you just have to put up with that. And then he would say, no, that's not how it works here. And then I could <laughs> say, well, go screw yourself, and I could leave, and I wouldn't have to go anymore. But I didn't understand how martial arts worked. So I went in, and I did my first half. I said, look, I'm a grown-up, and I know when I'm done. So <laughs> when I'm done, I will tell you I'm done. And he said, okay, then you sit down, you breathe. Oh. And when you're better, then, then you come back and take more class. And then you have to take break, you take break. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. And uh, uh, you can't argue with that. Uh, hold on. Wait, Mr. Shoemaker's calling in. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> All right. Hello, welcome to the Craig Shoemaker Show. Hi. Who? 
Is okay. this Mark Pitta? Is Mark Pitta on the line? Is this Mark Pitta? No. <laughs> yeah. Hi, Mr. Shoemaker. Everything's fine here. We're doing really good work. Yeah, we okay, keep talking about you. Check in. Get, get, a, get a picture of Dylan Brody, okay? Because my, my kids are all big fans of The Hangover. Aww. Wait, I'm 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 not in that. He's not. In that he's movie. not in that movie, Craig. What? Are you are you thinking? Are you thinking of Bradley Cooper? You're thinking of Brody Stevens. You're thinking Brody Stevens. Oh, I thought, I thought it was Bradley Cooper you had it. Brody Stevens. <laughs> Craig, that's the third time you stuck your foot in your mouth today. And, and, wow. And you told me you told me you had Bradley Cooper. No, no, I I said Dylan Brody, and and Dylan I Dylan Brody. Oh, okay. Look at his picture too. <laughs> I would I'm shut sure up. At, I'm sure my kids are bigger fans of his than mine. I, I I once showed up at a gig where I was headlining, and the the owner of the club came out and met me at the front and said, "You're not Jordan Brady." <laughs> and and so funny you mentioned that, Craig, because we're talking about self esteem issues right now, and 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 then you call and and mistake Dylan for for <laughs> for Brad, someone successful. For, <laughs> <laughs> Well, at least at least I follow Dylan Brody on Twitter, and I follow Bradley Cooper as well. But I don't think it's really him. Uh, probably at, not. At least I think Dylan Brody is actually tweeting himself. I believe he does. Yes, absolutely. I, I handle- after you're on after you're on the Craig Shoemaker show, this is going to launch your career into magnitudes <laughs> you never imagined. This is it. Space. We're talking space uh, space station heights of of career. Mm-hmm. I am eighty percent certain that I have met an ex-wife of yours and her dog at the dog park. <laughs> oh, really? I think so. Yeah. Does she have a dog? I love, I love that. I love to have. I love to have that moniker and ex-wife. <laughs> <laughs> like I have. Like I have a harem. Well, I don't actually know your personal life. For all I know, you do. That would what be why. Of, that would be why your wife left. <laughs> What kind of dog is it? Uh, it was I, my memory is that it was a, uh, some sort of a small golden retriever mix. And oh, it was, okay. It was a lovely dog. Have a dachshund. The dachshund would sleep with us. It would burrow under the covers, and I'd sleep in the nude, which is very weird because they're trained to uh, hunt for badgers underground. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, that's no badger there, buddy. <laughs> wow, this is my new favorite story. <laughs> I'm sorry to take up your time here. So, Craig, um, any any news from the set? Any uh, anything other trouble you've gotten into? Has your phone been ringing off the hook again during a middle of a take? Oh, I know. I can't believe I, I didn't I get in trouble for that. I know. Yeah. So I, I, I think I'm clean. They invited me back tomorrow. Oh, yeah. good. Okay. So yeah, they're inviting. You. That's good. That's good. That's a good sign. Tomorrow's my big scene. I'm, I'm the head of the tea party of, of actually the Liberty or Die party. I guess. <laughs> I guess the Tea Party people would have sued them or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because so I just I just keep yelling tyranny. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's how I spent my morning. <laughs> <laughs> just walk around tyranny. <laughs> Will you tell Polar I love her? Yes. Tell tell Amy that we all love her. Mm-hmm. And identify me as Bradley Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was Amy, that was Amy Poehler? Yeah. <laughs> Amy Mann. Oh, oh crap, Amy. I kept calling her Tina. <laughs> Amy Mann, that's funny, too. <laughs> well done. I love, I, love, I love Amy Poehler. Oh, my I God. I got a little crush now. Yeah, I think we all got a little crush on her. Mm-hmm. I have a girl-girl crush on really? her. Really? Yeah, definitely. I loved her. She used to do skits for Conan back in the day. Uh-huh. I love, yeah, so I've been a fan since then. Wow. I'm sorry, did the 12-year-old just say back in the day? Back in the day? 
when Conan was on network television? That's awesome. <laughs> oh dear. Well, you guys just sound like you're having too much fun there. Sorry, we'll we'll, we'll keep it down. We'll try to do something more morose in the next half hour. Yeah, we, yeah. we it's do crazy. Miss you. It's Craig Shoemaker calling in to say, keep it down, get off my lawn. <laughs> you saw how I was dressed right now. This is comedy. Yes, you're you're cute in a little trifold hat. <laughs> oh I, I just don't know how how we respect our founding fathers when they wore these things, a, a stiff breeze and your your hat blows off. Yeah. And, 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 and also they're supposed to be so macho and everything. It's, I'm wearing a lot of uh, flowery, poofy things. You're wearing tights like, and buckled shoes, I hope, probably, I'm guessing. I have buckled shoes, tights, and uh, these uh, these cuff things that are, that are uh, plumes or whatever it is. <laughs> I don't know how to dress like that, and that's going to intimidate somebody, that and a fife and a drum. I don't get it. Well, you know, <laughs> yeah. when you're all dressed like that's that, right. then it's it's all, you know, it's equal equal playing field, so... Uh, well, have fun and and go and go steal us um, some chocolate covered pretzels if you mm. could from craft services. I, 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 I love the way Kelly replaces me, and now now I'm getting dumped on. My I'm get, own oh yeah, I'm, t- I'm totally dumping I, you. I, You're done. Yeah. <laughs> Chris, we, we got a, Craig, we got a commercial to get to. Yeah, okay? Craig, we do. We're going at the bottom of the hour here. We got some uh, BS we got to play and. Uh, <laughs> You know, uh, here on Toad Hop, we don't like powdered wigs. <laughs> so, uh, by the way, next week's show, we have Lonnie Love, I have to promote, and John Oates from Hall & Oates is coming on. Oh, very cool. That Daryl. Yeah, we're going to play a new single from John Oates oh, that's, uh, next week. Oh, fantastic. And, you, and you, he's going to call in from Nashville, where I'll be this weekend. i got to get my plugs in you got to get the plugs in <laughs> Nashville and Zanies Friday through Sunday, and uh, and then yeah, Oates will be calling in from Nashville next week, and uh, Lonnie Love will be on the show. Cool. And uh, and and maybe we'll call you to find out how how it is on on your set. Y- yes. Um, well, you can call in and ask me how I'm recovering from being the host on your show. <laughs> yeah, it'll take a week. <laughs> well, thanks again for doing it, Kelly. You're welcome. And uh, and, and Dylan, a uh, Bradley Cooper, a pleasure. <laughs> Make sure. Make sure you tweet a photo. Okay? Hey, it's not self-deprecation when you join in, man. <laughs> By the way, Dylan, can I, can I beg for a follow? Can you follow me back, for God's sake? I've been following you. I'm, I'm 80% certain that I'm following you, but that's the same percentage of my certainty about your ex-wife, so I'll check when I get home. <laughs> tell, tell her I said hi and that all my payments are, are, are done. Oh, good, yes. So let's not go there. <laughs> All right, all right. Tyranny, tyranny. (laughs) Well, everyone, that was, of course, your uh, fearless uh, host, uh, Craig Shoemaker, calling in from Parks and Rec. And and he's, um, it sounds like he's a little bored, had to call us. Calls a couple times. Yeah, had to check in a little bit because he knows, you know, we're doing okay here. So he's like, okay, I better call in, make sure they don't, they still need me here. That's what I think. Uh, and I so rudely interrupted Dylan in the middle of the story. So when we come back, uh, more stories from Mr. Dylan Brody. And um, Dylan and has a CD coming out. He does. On April 2nd. It's called Writ Large. And it, you can get it on iTunes and Amazon. You can. And uh, we'll discuss that when we come back uh, from the bottom of the hour. I love saying bottom of the hour. It makes me feel so damn official. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network. Radio worth watching. 
to leave your house to shop, to crawl through traffic to the mall, just to find the thing you wanted, isn't even there at all, Amazon.com is the answer. Shop at home and style and ease. Find exactly what you want. Ordering your stuff's a breeze. Books on tape. Games galore. Everything you're looking for. Kindle. Cameras. Electronics. Baby Einstein. Hooked on phonics. Blu-ray. Movies. And TV. Download. Music. MP3. Pixar. Disney. Microphones. Pet supplies and doggy bones. World of Warcraft. Nancy Drew. Sims. The Scruff. Sishtim too. Click Amazon. You'll smile with glee. Sometimes shipping is even free. Are you experiencing occasional constipation, fatigue, weight gain, poor circulation, sleepless nights, depression, or lack of concentration? Your health conditions may be related to a toxic colon. Yes, I'm talking about pooping. It's time to detoxify and feel healthy. Miracles of Health offers you a smooth and gentle solution. PuraCleanse, the number one colon cleanser you can count on. Go to miraclesofhealth.com or call 888-495-9864 and get your seven-day free trial of PuraCleanse. All you have to do is pay $4.99 for the shipping. Pure Cleanse, your friend for life. Hey, Toad Hop listeners, the sports guru. And the butt knocker. From the Sportscast Wednesdays, 4 to 6 Pacific Standard Time. You got to check us out, man. We do sports like nobody else. Cover NHL, NBA, NCAA, NFL. We cover all sports. We got you got not the fuck out. Bonehead of the week. Check us out on Toad Hop Network, 4 to 6 on Wednesdays. And if you miss it, go back and watch it live. ToadHopNetwork.com or download the audio from iTunes. While you're there, leave a comment and rate the show. Hey, guys, we need it. We're the nickel and dime show of the network. Check us out. A lot of fun. Feeling down, depressed, just don't feel like getting out of the house anymore? We'll do it anyway. Sounds like it's time. Ticketstime.com, that is. Ticketstime.com has tickets for sports, concerts, and theater just waiting for you to buy. Did your favorite concert sell out? We have tickets at Ticketstime.com. Did you miss your favorite team's last game? Don't miss the next one. Log on to Ticketstime.com. Is there a play you've been dying to see but haven't had the time? Well, make the time at Ticketstime.com. Everyone needs some relaxation time, so remember to make some time at Ticketstime.com. What's up, Toadheads? Hey, make sure you check out the Toad Hop store on ToadHopNetwork.com. It's a great way to support the network and helps continue to bring you quality programming. Quality programming, my ass. Can you see I'm recording, you Oh! With Gamefly, choose from over 6,000 titles. Play as long as you want and send them back when you're done. $8.95 to start, no late fees. Gamefly.com. Games delivered. Listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. It is radio worth watching. We have uh, Bradley Cooper here. We have. <laughs> <laughs> if you're not watching, that's who we I'm have. I'm Jordan Brady. <laughs> Wait! Brody Stevens. Damn it. No, Dylan Brody. Yay! <laughs> Silly us, fine, fine storyteller who I interrupted in the middle of a story because the host called in and I wanted to make sure that we got his phone call in because I didn't want to get in trouble. You know, when I get to a place, I like for the host to actually be there. I know. <laughs> I know. It's, it's, I'm, I'm the step host today. I think you're doing fantastic. I love it. Thank I'm having, you. I think it's wonderful. I'm having fun, too. And this webcam thing's okay because I did put makeup on. Hi, everyone out there. I've been on three different, I believe, uh, podcasts with you of, of one sort or another. <laughs> Pretty much. 
and at more than and I like I like your ability to change tone depending on the circumstance. Right, because we, like we have like a real producer here in webcam, so I've got to feel a little more radio-ish here because we say things like bottom of the hour. <laughs> I like it when you say bottom. I like it too. Uh, so, uh, wow, I, that was I transitions. My dad was never good at transitions. I need to work on those. May too. I cut in on you with a transition? <laughs> yes, yeah. Mike. I just uh, people listening. I apologize to Craig Shoemaker publicly right now. I just followed him on Twitter while we were on break. I didn't know I wasn't following him. I am following him now, and I will follow him to the gates of hell if that is where he leaves. It was so cute that he asked you to follow him. I had a meeting. I had a meeting last week with a, a booking agent because my new CD is coming out, and yes. I want to do a tour to promote the CD. It's called Wit Large. Writ Large. Writ Large. And let me tell you, the liner notes are amazing. Because Genius liner notes <laughs> written by <laughs> Kelly Carlin. I wrote them. <laughs> it's um, not too incestuous here today, people. Uh, I, I want to be able to really tour and, and promote this CD. So I, was, I met with a, a booking agent who I'm, I was told was very, very good. Mm -hmm. And he, he said, I'm sure you've... It's my fifth CD with stand-up records. Right. I, I am not an entirely unknown entity. I... I'm on KPCC doing off-ramp every other week. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a known entity. And he said, look, I'm sure you're very talented, <laughs> but I can't sign you to book you on the road until you have 500,000 followers what? and at least 250,000 likes on your Facebook page. That is page. such BS. And Welcome so, to the business, So people. first of all, I have brought in now a, a social networking maven who's going to help me get those numbers up. But it's not that I'm uncomfortable asking people to follow me and, to, you know, right. how pathetic is it that we now, there's no subtext. You actually have to say, please like me. Follow me and like me. <laughs> please, will you please like me? I will try to be charming. I'm not even comfortable living in a world in which follows and likes are plural nouns. Yes. And friend is a verb. Yes. It, it's just, and, and now I'm supposed to be, please be a follow. Could you, could you be one of my likes, please, yeah. and friend me? I, I, well, I know. And as a woman, you know, no, we're not supposed to ask people to follow us. But, you know, please follow me. As human beings, we're not supposed to ask people to like us. Please like me. You know, we're, we're raised on this myth where, you know, if you're talented and you're persistent, then you can become famous. And I'm talented and I'm persistent. I go into people's offices and they go, well, that's great, but, you know, I can't help you until you're famous. <laughs> <laughs> what? This, this is so. Oh, we got a call. Oh, cool, 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 cool. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, and welcome to the Craig Shoemaker Show with Kelly Carlin and Dylan Brody and Sarah Sweet and. and Joel Best. Oh, uh, you forgot my name before, but that's okay. No, no I'm just going to get there. Oh, Never sorry. mind. Hi, right. who's this? This is Bob. Hi, Bob. Bob Abraham's friend of Stella. Bob Abraham. Hi, Bob Abraham. <laughs> Welcome to the I show. Follow, I follow you guys. Uh, oh, it's one of our followers. Oh, but great. I can only follow you once. Yeah, that's true. You can you can only really like us once too. Yeah. So I mean, how, you know, what can I do? I I'm trying to help you get your 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 our numbers show up. on the road there and everything. Yeah. I can answer this question. Okay, good. You post on your page. Mm -hmm. Follow Dylan Brody at Dylan Brody at Twitter like Kelly Carlin at the <laughs> Kelly Carlin or whatever her her Facebook like page is. You you promote us to everybody that you know. Oh. And that is how uh unlike the eighties, we can all strive to become viral. 
And you get 10% of our follows and likes. I don't know. <laughs> well, that's the weirdest thing. Yeah, wouldn't that be handy if that was true? I, I <laughs> tweeted the other night that uh, the retweet is the new reach around. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Because you know, retweeting is an important way of getting followers. That's you know, you gotta you gotta know your you gotta know your Twitter etiquette. I actually believe that the the retweet is the new mouth kiss. Oh, is it? <laughs> the, the favorite without a retweet is the new reach around. Oh, a little more. Someone said that that, that the favorite without the retweet is the secret kiss behind the curtain. Oh, see, no, I feel it's like, yeah, I'll help you. I'll, I'll give you a little bit of self-esteem and pleasure, but I'm not going to actually look you in the face. <laughs> I feel like some of our listeners are going to need subtitles for what all this is. Yes, the sorry about Twitter people. Uh, we're just, but, you know, come come to the Twitter. The Twitter is a very fun universe. I call it the Twitterverse. And I believe the hashtag is the new Dirty Sanchez. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> Well, sometimes makes, the two of you just tweet, tweet all night, right? Yes. I had actually, I met someone the other night. I was at a, a writer's meeting for the sketch show I'm doing Sunday night at Second City, if anyone wants to come by That's in Hollywood. TMI. TMI, yes. And I was, some writer said, I said, we're all, we were all leaving the meeting. He says, yeah, I'm going to go home and watch Dylan Brody, Paul Myers, and Kelly Carlin have a Twitter conversation and fall asleep. Right. And I was like, wow, that's right. People actually watch us while we go back and it's forth. It's almost like we have a show it that's is. all text. We do. We that's have a awesome. show that's all text. Weird. You could promote that. That could be your next thing. We need to find a way to monetize that yeah. with new <laughs> revenue streams. Please. We need to... Well, or, or at least we'll go to the the new Threshold Guardians and all because all they really want is to know how many Twitter followers we have. It's the weirdest currency. It really is a strange the currency. The new Pope should know how to tweet. Well, he did Pope. Um, did pope. He did Pope. <laughs> you know, he Poped like nobody's business. As Poping goes. The old Pope did get on Twitter like a month ago, which I think was the beginning of the end for him, clearly. He's, that was it. That was it, right, Bob? I mean, he was like, he came onto Twitter, and I was excited. I'm like, oh, cool. And then I could tell, oh, it was just, uh, like, is his publicist doing it? Oh, it wasn't really him? <laughs> no, I don't think so. No, but that's what did him in, he it, said. Yeah. He embraced social media, and then they were like, oh, this is going to go bad. Like like Charlie Sheen. Like, it's kind of like Charlie Sheen unleashed on the world. But it was the, right. po the Pope in red shoes. Uh, anything else, Bob, that you need to speak no, no, about? No, no, no. I'm just, just watching the show. And <laughs> excellent. I go, just came. I go, oh, I had a call. In Wait, I need to say this, Bob. I cannot tell you how appreciative I am of you oh, and you. your support of my career. Because you show yeah. up. You show up at the oh, weirdest shows that I do. <laughs> I, for, oh, at one point, I was doing a show in, uh, uh, it, was, it was essentially an artisanal curio shop that was, <laughs> Set between an all-night bike store and a like coffee a house that closed at eight o'clock. This isn't a Portlandia episode. episode? <laughs> no, this, no, but it's, it's that little. Set. It's right by the fake gallery. It's in that little area. Uh -huh. And Bob showed up at that. I did one at, at a, in essentially a conference room on the second floor of a building on Beverly Boulevard, oh, and that, oh, yeah, Bob yeah, is there. Okay. He is the most supportive fan I have ever well, had. Either that, or he's, he is stalking you. I, I well, number this. one, I'm retired from time, but number two. When you guys bring your shows to my area, to Mid City, ah, then Mid -City. I feel obligated. So I'm going to go see Kelly's show on the 23rd. That's right. That's why I brought my show. To, I was in Santa Monica for a year, and my East Side friends were like, "You're where?" Like, well, we were just discussing earlier with you. Yeah. You're, you've just moved just from moved Santa Monica to Hollywood. to Hollywood, so now it's like you're not going to drive back to Santa Monica on a Thursday night to come see my show. No, I've yeah. got to be East Sider girl now, so I'm on the East Side people. Acme. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. You know, so, so I'll see you there and Dylan wherever you are. 
He will be right behind you, always. Oh, okay. Sneaky. We, we love you, Bob. Bye, Bob. <laughs> Thank you. Thank Bye-bye. you, Bob, for calling. That was sweet. And notice how Dylan was able to receive the love from Bob, and, and Dylan was able to give him love back. So we're, we're, we're working on our self-esteem and self-talk here. No more magical thinking. We don't need magical thinking wow. because we are just thinking clearly about ourselves, people. Yeah, I'm really inspired by that exchange. Uh-huh. See? Oh! The thing that was interrupted earlier, yes. we're right back to now. What when that was? It's very exciting. Oh yes, that uh, so was full circle. I I wound up studying at J.K. Taekwondo. Right. And the 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 amazing thing about it, and this is true at almost any good martial arts studio, is that I came in feeling non-athletic. I said I got to go at my own pace, mm. and they laughed at me and said, "How how else would you do it?" <laughs> and from, uh, from then on, I was comfortable with who I was. Right. And when I was able to, you know, turn around without losing my balance, they said, good, well done. Right. When I learned the first simplest form, they said, good job, well done. Mm-hmm. And then I tested on that and was given credit for having learned that and then wow. began learning a new thing. And at every step, we're being congratulated for what we're doing well. And allowed yeah. to do more. Yeah. yeah. And no one is ever saying, don't do it that way, you're doing it wrong. In fact, there were times as a student that I was trying to get my master to tell me what I was doing wrong. Hmm. And he would just keep saying, no, keep the leg straighter. Keep the leg straighter. And I'd say, okay, can you tell me what I'm doing? Keep your leg straighter. Oh, beautiful. It's always positive uh, instruction. Right, right. Because the second you say, you're bending your leg, you're twisting your hip, uh, or you're not twisting your hip in this case, you practice in your head doing it the wrong way for a second mm-hmm. to right. find out what it means. Mm-hmm. Right, fascinating. And yes. it becomes uh, uh, an integral part of the communication in the room. Everyone gets into the habit of supportiveness toward one another. And here's the wow. other thing too about that, which is I think is a great thing I've never thought about, is that you actually you you know you got tested on it, so you learned an actual thing. You had a, a new skill. And a, and, a, and a new thing that you were doing. And I think that's so important that when we're advancing, you know, t- towards a goal of some kind, to stop and celebrate when mm. we've reached a new level of something. Like, you know, because the goal could be huge, you know, like I want to be in a feature film or I want to own a, a donut company or something like that. But you have to, like, <laughs> acknowledge along the way because that actually does give you a confidence to mm-hmm. do the next step. And then each, the, the, the cumulative, when I tested to become a master, right. it was a three-day test. It was, you know, 26 empty hand forms and sword forms and staff empty forms. Empty hand forms, that sounds really cool. And uh, <laughs> full contact sparring and breaking <laughs> things and kicking technique and uh-huh. self-defense technique and falling okay, motions. Okay, now you're bragging, and, stop it. And I, I had to write a two-page essay. <laughs> but I, I'm saying it was a huge test. Yes, of course. But, the day, but I learned it over several years. Right. So the day after, it felt fake. Because mm. I hadn't, there was nothing new. I had nothing had changed between right. before you, and after. You could do it still, right? And then uh, after they, you know, they gave me the belt, nothing had changed, and they gave me the certificate, nothing had changed. And then the first time a student called me Sabanim, mm. and I was given the name that goes, suddenly it changed. Mm. Suddenly I realized, oh, now I'm in this different position. So the the things we create as as ritual mm-hmm. become almost meaningless. Right. But they allow other people to view us in a different way, and there's this constant sense of it. People make fun of the deal where, where everybody gets a trophy. Right, yes. I was but, just about to make fun of that, in fact. Yeah, it's, <laughs> and, it's, and it's easy to do. Right, because, because you don't do anything for it. But the fact is you do. Oh. You showed up. You right. did a thing. And then, it, then it should say, congratulations on showing up. Well, it, 
in martial arts tournaments, in, in, in the, the mass-marketed martial arts tournaments that are mostly for the kids, but, you know, we all participate in them. Yes. Uh, everybody gets either a gold, a silver, or a bronze medal. Yeah, I used to go to horse shows where everyone would get a ribbon, too. That, that, was, that was called the Thanksgiving show. And here's the thing. If I, and this happened several times when I was a color belt, I would fight, I would fight badly, I would get a bronze medal. Mm-hmm. And then I would say to people that I knew, they would say, how did the, the tournament go? And I'd say, yeah, I won bronze. And mm. I would feel goofy about it. they go, ooh. And you get enough of that from people, and you start to feel like you're doing something. Oh. And the fact is, I was doing something. Uh-huh. uh-huh. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't the best fighter at that point. Right. I'm not the but, best but fighter But you were now. showing up and fighting. But I was showing up and getting kicked in the head, and you <laughs> deserve to get a little bit of something for that. Uh- yeah, absolutely. Uh, by the way, if you've tuned in and you're wondering where Craig Shoemaker is, he's not here. This I is, ate him. Yes. Uh, <laughs> this is Kelly Carlin, and uh, I've taken over for a few hours here, and but we're having a great time. It, but Craig, I'm sure we would have a great time if Craig was here, too. Yeah, we do miss you, Craig. We do yeah. miss Craig. We do. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been calling in and letting us know that he's everything's okay in wherever he is, Mr. Fancy Pants on Warner Brothers lot or something like that right now. Uh, but and uh, we're speaking here with my, my dear friend Dylan Brody about... Um, we were talking about magical thinking earlier and like, you know, the secret and, and self-talk and, and you know, w- when is it BS and when does it really work in your life? And, and there's a, you know, it's, it's, it's important that you sort through these things because uh, there's a lot of people out there that want to sell you a lot of BS. And, uh, you know, the, the bottom line is, though, is you do have to, you know, one thing I've learned is that you do have to go out, not out, yeah, you have to go out in the world, but you have to, you actually have to take steps towards what you want you can't just put it i mean putting a picture on the wall is good okay it, it can inspire you because like i'm gonna live in that house on big sur someday that's the picture on my wall that i have <laughs> 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 but in order to do it i've got to work my ass off to get there so and define success for yourself yes because it's huge television huge. is constantly telling us what success looks like well the culture does and certainly. Yeah, the culture does that, but- that was the whole point of my dad's tiger woods uh, bit you know he had this bit lance Armstrong bit, you know, which was he, he literally came out on stage and the first words out of his mouth were, fuck Lance Armstrong. And that was before everybody said that. Way before everyone <laughs> said that. And then he said, and while we're at it, fuck Tiger Woods too. And the whole point of this routine was, I want to pick my heroes. Stop picking the heroes for me. Stop defining what success is for me because success right. is as different for you as it is for you, you for all of us. And and it has to have real meaning in your life. It, you know, I mean, having a bunch of money in the bank, yes, would be wonderful and lovely and gives you security and safety and stuff, but doesn't necessarily make you happy. Well, how do you define your own success? Is that based off of things that you want, you know, or do we, because I know a lot of things that we're conditioned to want, you know, based off of things that we see outside of us. Great point. Yeah. So, the con- you have to undo the conditioning mm-hmm. and, and take what you want from the conditioning, certainly. But, you know, it is, 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 is the success for you? Um, uh, having control over your time during your day, you know, and, and being able to, to do what you want with it and to do what you love. Mm-hmm. Uh, for a lot of people, to do what you love. Um, to do what you love and have money in the bank is, you know, a great thing, you mm-hmm. know, and, and, and that's a lot of us in this town. Most of us are aspiring towards that. Um, but the bottom line is I get to do what I love every day and I I do okay. You know, I do okay. So it's, you, you do, you ha- and, it's, and it's okay as grownups, like you could buy your own birthday cake you actually get to define your own sense of success, too. Hmm. Is success uh, painting a beautiful painting? 
-hmm. or is success getting that painting hung in a gallery mm -hmm. or is success selling it for $25,000 right right those, each of those can be its own success yeah I had a, a conversation with my father recently that uh, that that, um, that probably did it go well always a mistake um, <laughs> It's another person with daddy issues, daddy issues in the house. Uh, I, uh, I had written a, a new piece that referenced him a lot. Mm -hmm. And at one point in it, I was sort of listing my successes uh, because I do that <laughs> as, issues. As, as a habit. Um, and I mentioned that I had two novels published and I, I, I've been on television and I, the things that I mark as success. And then it was a very touching, sweet piece about my father. And then afterwards, he said, well, that's it's nice, Dylan, but as long as you're being brutally honest about things, you've got to deal with this thing where you say you have two published novels. I said, well, I, I do. Well, it wasn't a real publisher. Oh. Whoops. Because in his mind, unless it's a legacy publisher and there was a $25,000 advance, right. I haven't had two books published. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm delusional, and my sense of success is misplaced. Wow. Whereas to me, that's one of my biggest... Things, yes. I, you know, it's, I get fan letters from fourteen-year-olds who liked my book. You know, that's exciting to me. Yeah, it's it's a real it's real to the people who are reading it. Yeah, yeah. But because I grew up in that atmosphere, I have this odd, stilted, distorted sense of what is success. Absolutely. And, um, and yeah. when I'm confronted by it, and I'm suddenly reminded that I lived under those rules for a long time before I even started, then he and I had an argument, and then he put my mother on. <laughs> I wonder when our parents, like, can, where it doesn't cut us to the core when they say stuff like that. I wonder when we get over that where it's like, okay. I'll let you know. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't mean to be harsh, but it, it does help when they're no longer on the planet. Right. That's it, what, yeah. it, it really does. Have you heard my poem, Some Mornings I'm Dorothy Parker? <laughs> <laughs> no. Do you, are, are you on Abilify? No. No, no. <laughs> My father works at MIT. My mother is retired, and every week they call to ask if I have yet been fired. They praise my great intelligence. They love the ways I'm smart. Then undermine my confidence by tearing down my art. <laughs> Someday they'll die. And while I'm sure I'll feel it should bring grief, I harbor strong suspicion I will only find relief. <laughs> <laughs> Beautifully done and Thank you. strangely true. I, I do, I fully uh, understand that, uh, you know, growing up in the shadow of my dad, for me, I didn't do my art for many years because if 10,000 people, if, if I thought if 10,000 people wouldn't be looking at it and laughing at it and adoring it, then it was going to be absolutely worthless. And so I had a really skewed version of what success could be for me. And so I just didn't do anything. And my dad was in academia, so I believed that if anyone was looking at it and adoring it and I was getting paid for it, it wouldn't be worth anything. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's wow. so true. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So it's, you know, it's the parents thing, one way or the other, they set the standard for you in your head. And they, I was just working with a new client yesterday, and this woman is in her early 70s. And uh, she still had the, the dad in the corner who was indifferent to her work. And she's like, I know I should be over this. And I'm like, yes, we all should be. But these are the first voices we put in our head. And the thing about it is, is we put the voices, we assume the parents are thinking things that most of the time they're not. Mm -hmm. I did a lot of that with my dad. And, uh, and, he, and I would tell him, well, but this is what you really think about me. And he'd go, what? Like, where'd you get that from? I'm like, 
the voice in my head. <laughs> <laughs> I'm convinced that's where ghost stories originated. Probably, yeah. People die, and they're still there. They certainly oh, are. My mom visited me and my dad, and I don't know, magical. We were talking about the channel earlier. I don't understand it, but mm. it happened. Mm. They showed up, so, you know. But, yeah, and a ghost. I don't know if you call it a ghost, but, no, the ghost in our house was the couple in brown in the Victorian outfits dancing in our living room that I saw three different times when I was living in our house in Brentwood. And to this day, I still don't understand it. I don't know what that means. I don't know how I saw them, but we used to just call him the man in the brown suit. <laughs> My dad would go, have you seen the man in the brown suit lately? No, not lately, but I saw them dancing about a month ago. Okay, all right, good. Did your dad see them too? My dad did not. No, we had weird things always going on in the house. Uh, my jewelry box... Uh, we had rats in the 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 heating duct or whatever, and the guy came out to um, you know put stuff up, put uh, traps up, and he comes down with a wad of my jewelry, and I'm like, where is my jewelry in the thing? He's like, well, you know, do you leave it open because the rats might come down and collect it, and I'm like. Okay, so I'm like either that or it's the man in the brown suit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going with rats. I'm going with rats too. Although in my bathroom, in my shower, uh, it would sound like there was a party going on in the other room. If you were in my shower, and I had a friend once take a shower there, and he came out and he was like, "Were you guys playing a lot of music and having a party in here?" I'm like, "No," but I said, "You heard the party, right?" He's like, "Yes, I heard a party." I'm like, "Yes, I think it's the man in the brown suit. He's having a party." Wow, I'd be <laughs> curious to see what the history of is of that house. Yeah, I don't know I've just I've just hung up now on this idea of rats playing yeah. dress up in their jewelry it's, up in yeah. the it, jewelry hoarders. It kind of freaked me out. The yeah. rats had my jewelry. What's up with that? Oh. Okay, anyway, uh, yes, uh, rats, self-esteem, papal, uh, Mother Teresa. <laughs> it's been quite an interesting ride here. Uh, I like I like your mentors things, too, that you're talking about with the martial arts and that you had those teachers, because we did just read the article about Martin Sheen, I mean, uh, Charlie Sheen. <laughs> yes, what a mentor. Lindsay Lohan. Yes, he offered to mentor Lindsay Lohan, because Excellent. this is a man who knows about insanity and crazy lifestyle. And right. He's, he could have some words of wisdom for her. Um, Apparently, he's paid off some of her debt. Yes, right. A hundred thousand dollars. Here's the thing. <laughs> Here's the thing with Charlie Sheen and Lindsay Lohan, and and I, f I find all of it a little bit heartbreaking. I mean, absolutely. At this very moment in time in the U.S., when gun control is an issue and people are hanging on for dear life to their guns, the thing is, what we need is more care for the for the mentally ill. We need to need, we need to focus on mental health, not on guns. And then when there are people in the public eye who are suffering mental health issues, right. we point and laugh. And, yeah. and watch them with cameras. And yeah. watch them with cameras yeah. and give them a and new series in which they make fun of their mental health issues. And then wait for them to fall and show up without their underwear on. And, and it's bad, yeah. I think... It is uh, heartbreaking. I, you can call me a, a bleeding heart liberal if you like. I feel that people who are in desperate need of help should be given help. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm there too. You can call me whatever you want, you know. But I agree, and it, it does break my heart because people like both of those people, and that you know, Charlie and Lindsay, uh, very talented, very talented. I mean, Lindsay Lohan is, I mean, just beautifully talented, and to watch a human life, you know, a confused young woman um, and her parents, boy, woo. Talk about daddy issues. You know, it just, it breaks your heart. Absolutely. It happened with Britney Spears. Yeah. Oh, Britney, though, on X Factor. Did anyone watch, does anyone watch these, these, um, singy, songy shows? But, I um, watched the X Factor just because I, it was literally like watching Britney Spears learn how to have a personality. <laughs> 
because her whole I swear to God you guys because her whole life she never had to have one because she she was she was a, a stage kid from early early mm-hmm. on singing and dancing through all that Disney stuff then she became Britney Spears you know the other the MTV girl and she had all these issues and all these problems under a microscope. She never had to develop any character, any real personality. She had everything handed to her. And it was fascinating watching her on The X Factor, having to interact and give advice to young people who were in her shoes that she had just been in. And and she's got some wisdom. She's got like, you know, 15 years of life experience in this business. She's got something to share. And at the beginning, she couldn't form a phrase or a sentence that was very interesting. And by the end, she was like holding her power and you could feel there was more confidence in mm-hmm. her body. It was fascinating to watch. Truly, truly fascinating. Well, I hope that she turns into a, a self-contained I do adult too. human. I hope everyone <laughs> self-actualizes and individuates and uh, has uh, and 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 is happy. happy which brings happy. me to my main point, which is this: uh, <laughs> I love Jodie Foster. Oh, yeah, yes. And uh, I feel you should be allowed to own a donut store. Oh, good. Thank God. I love Jodie Foster. Did you guys see her on uh, the Golden Globes? Yes. I didn't. No. I, I didn't watch this. She was. I. I loved her speech. People made fun of her, and I thought, "You go, girl." She came is, very yeah. close to coming out. She, she <laughs> <laughs> I do think it's interesting how with celebrities we can definitely judge them because we get to sit at home and you yep. know not look at them as people and it's, yeah. and I think we love the drama. It's because I was trying as biting my tongue when you're talking about Britney Spears, trying not to say a comment about how I think she's talentless, you know. And it was like wow, I really and it's like why? How can I say that about another human being? But it's so easy, right? And but, she was definitely put through a machine, and she's mm-hmm. you know, and she was given opportunities, but you know, she she did what she did you know and uh yeah i think all that sitting at home and you know it's it's well it's become a nation of we're just tearing each other down i I try very hard not to be cruelly judgmental of dane cook and carrot top and the people who work in comedy and the fields that i work in and are better at marketing than i am right and not necessarily as good at writing as i am yeah. <laughs> because there's, see how well he did that. There's yeah. very it's diplomatic. Good. There's yes. no rule that says that what I do is of greater value than what they do, just because I do this part of it better and they do that part of it better, right. and it hurts. I know. I but know. It's, it's the case. It's, we, we all have to breathe deep every once in a while mm-hmm. when those people get the fame before us. It's okay. All right, everybody. Uh, we uh, are wrapping up the show here, and I want to just thank uh, thank everyone for your warm welcome here. You and were fantastic. This was great. Thank you. And uh, and we started really. You know, we we laughed a little. We cried a little. I, hopefully, we you've got some goals in your life now, and uh, do not drop acid. Whatever you do. Oh, and, I never got to talk about that. And um, uh, of course, you uh, follow all of us here. Uh, first of all, it's the Craig Shoemaker Show, which is www www.craigshoemakershow.com but you know that you're listening to it right now and uh, uh, fo- follow Mr. The Love Master on uh, Twitter, um, follow me on Twitter I'm Kelly underscore Carlin and I'm uh, come like me on Facebook please like me, I hate that too <laughs> and please come out to the Acme in Hollywood uh, March 23rd to see my show at Carlin Home Companion Please and, follow Dylan Brody yes. on Twitter and like the Dylan Brody at Facebook. Oh, he gets a the in front of him in the Facebook. And your CD comes out April 2nd. That's correct. Writ large. Writ large. Stand up records. Beautiful storytelling. Dylan's a beautiful storyteller. Make you laugh, make you cry. What are you up to, girl? 
Um, I am going to go uh, babysit right now. <laughs> <laughs> and you're pretty. Yay. Well, thank And thank everyone for listening in and calling in. And, uh, you know, it was just, it was a great joy. And uh, be well, be happy. And let's, uh, we'll all, when we're watching the Pope's thing this week, whenever they get the smoke thing going, remember, yes. it's a fun little, it's a fun little ritual. Let's all work. Let's not get on the Twitter together. We'll be snarky together. It'll be fun. Thank you for having me, Kelly. My pleasure, Dylan. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, guys. And uh, have a great, great week. And and uh, uh, go buy some red shoes. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. Live, Live from the Toad Hop Network studios in Hollywood, this, this is the Toad